Blog Talk Radio. Thank you, thank you. Jehoshua, praise the Lord. Praise you, Jesus. Blog Talk Radio.
Jesus. Thank you, Yeshua. Thank you, Jehoshua. What an awesome, awesome God we serve. What a good God. What a great God we serve. Merciful God. Hallelujah. Who has mercy upon the souls of men. Who is a lover of our soul. Who desire more than anything to save us. Deliver us, excuse me, from all evil, because he is good, and because his love endure forever. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. We are alive in a life. Hallelujah. Life in a life tonight. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Yeshua. Thank you, Jehasha, for those that will be listening this to the recording. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. I'm here with my brother, Tony. Hallelujah, brother Tony. Say hello to the people. Yeah, hello. Praise God. The Lord is good. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Yeah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Yeshua. Thank you, Jehoshua. We are so close to the coming of Jesus. We are so close to the three days of darkness, as the Bible says. My brother and sister, it's always good to remind people of what the Lord has said in three days of darkness happening in Egypt the first time. Hallelujah. And, and it's always a reminder to us um, what God, hallelujah, has done already and what God will do again. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus, because he did it once, and and he's going to do it again, my brother, my sister. Praise you, Lord, back in, in Exodus. Hallelujah. There was darkness, the Bible says, in Egypt. 
Hallelujah. Let me go ahead and read it. It's in uh, uh, Exodus 10:21. Hallelujah. The Lord said unto Moses, Stretch out thy hand toward heaven, that there be darkness over the land of Egypt, even darkness which may be felt. I have always said to people that this darkness is not your average darkness. This is, an, uh, this is a darkness, as God said, that will be felt. What do you think about a felt, uh, felt Brother Tony? I know it's not my feeling. Yeah, yeah, it's, uh, it's something that uh, we, we haven't experienced, you know, since uh, well, we never felt. You know, uh, back in Egypt, they didn't, you mm-hmm. know. Um, but we have, the time we, in this lifetime, haven't felt. So it's going to be, you know, some something new, you know. It's going to be something new and something that can be felt, you know. It's, mm-hmm. it's you, you know, it's it's not going to be good. It's, you know, it's, uh, we know it's not going to hurt us, you know, the, the people of God. It's not going to hurt mm-hmm. us, you know, but um, but it will to those that, that are not right with God. But I know that. Um, just as the Bible says, there was light in the in the houses of the Israelites, you know. Amen. So will it be, you know, with us, you know. There's going to be light in us. And, uh, Amen. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, it's something, uh, for sure something new, but, hey, you know, as long as the Lord is, you know, the Lord is with us. And so there's none for us to, you know, none to worry about, you know. Yeah, we have no reason to be in afraid. Right. Uh, to think that in any way, in any shape, in any form, yeah. will harm us. It, it will not harm us. It will not harm us. We 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 dwell under the shadow of the Almighty God. Yeah. He is with us, and He is for us. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. He He will not allow us to be harmed by it. Amen. But at the same time. We do have the obligation to tell people it's coming, yeah. it's going to be real, it's going to be felt. Yeah. It's like it's on your flesh, it's on you, my brother and sister. And then Moses stretched forth his hand toward the heaven, and there was a, a, a thick darkness in all the land of Egypt for three days. And again, Jesus was in the tomb three days was in the lower part of hell, which is this darkness, you know, it, it, it comes from the lower parts of hell. Okay. Okay, it comes from the lower parts of hell. So it's a true indication of how things are going to come about, my brother insisted. And they saw, uh, they saw not one another. So this is another part of the darkness that it's going to have people uh, think because uh, besides being for three days a thick darkness, they saw not one another and seeing seeing like in the darkness when the Lord showed me this I could not even see my own hand you know it was just so difficult to just see mm-hmm. my hand I'm looking at my hand and the darkness is so thick I could not and, and confirming what happened through Moses, everything the Lord has shown me and many other prophets, it confirmed 
what happened in Egypt. Yeah. Same thing, same event, same same occurrence. They saw not one another. Neither rose anyone from his place for three days, which it happened to us. We got under the bed, and we stayed there for three days. We didn't even want to go to the bathroom. You know, so during the night, I go several times to the bathroom, but not during this darkness, right. you know. Mm-hmm. But all the children of Israel had light in their dwelling, you know, and that this is where people say, or some people say that the Lord is going to give us a light. Mm-hmm. Now, is that a supernatural light? What do you think? Yeah, I I believe that, you know. Um, I believe that just there was light, in, you know, it says in, the, in their dwellings, you know, they were prepared and, you know, they, they obeyed just like they did. They obeyed Moses, you know, when, you know, they obeyed the voice of the Lord through Moses and mm-hmm. so they prepared and, um, I believe it's both. You know, I, I really believe it's the, the the light of the Lord in us. And uh, the Lord has said also that, you know, that candles will work in those days. But, you know, um, he has said that. But to what extent, I don't know, you know. But but I do believe, you know, that it will be his light, the, the light of the Lord. Um, yeah, because I turned on the light during the three days of darkness and I had the experience. And they were not really working. Yeah. The electricity. Yeah, the electricity. It wasn't working. It wasn't working. I mean, you knew it was like kind of on, but it was. Yeah. It was doing nothing. Yeah. So it's like suspending the natural for the supernatural to flow. I heard that a long time ago. Mm -hmm. So that that also can be, you know. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So. Then we look in, into the confirmation through other prophets, because there are other many um, prophets, okay, uh, that talks about this, like Joe Choo Choo, a day of darkness and gloominess, gloominess, a day of cloud and thick darkness. As the morning spread up on the mountain, a like great people and a strong, they had not been ever like it, neither there should be any. More after, even to the year, of many generations. And I, I, I'm going to stick here to the great people being God's people. Yeah. Because they get glorified. Yeah. But I also seeing that fallen ones, I know the fallen ones will be going out. out. Yeah. So it, it makes you think which people he's referring to. You know, and when you look up the great, uh, as it's a great, I don't think it's great people, though, though, but let's, 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 because see, the Bible is so awesome that you can always, if you're not sure about something, you can just search it out. And, and um, see, uh, great people, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, God. Hallelujah. Great people. Uh, Genesis 48. His father refused and said, No, I know him, my son. I know him. He also shall become a people. He also shall be a great. But truly, his young brother shall be greater than he. Hallelujah. And his seed shall become multitude of nations. Talking about 
So great people, it's only the children of Israel here. Yeah. The descending of Jacob. You know. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. So looking at great people, it only refers to the people of God. So this is why truly I believe that the great people that he's talking about are God's people, yeah. not so much the fallen one, although they're going to come out in the three days of darkness. So, you know, thank you, Lord. But great people, um, I can only see, um, hallelujah, um, God's people. I don't see... Um, other people. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Yeshua. So it's it's like looking for verses that will show you um, the people, hallelujah, that God referred into. Hallelujah. Great people and many tall and other king. Which I, I think he is referring also to the fallen one. Let me see. Um, what does it say? We turned and took journey in the wilderness by the way to the rest. He as the Lord spoke unto me, and we compassed the our assayer many days. And the Lord spoke unto me, saying, Ye have compassed the mountain long enough to turn northward. Command the people, saying, Ye have to pass through the border of the brethren of the children of Esau. Children of Esau. Mm -hmm. Who dwell in Sarah, they shall be afraid of you. Take ye good things. Head unto yourself, therefore, and meddle not with them, for I will not give you other land, nor not so much a foot of breath, because I have given Mount Seir unto Esau for possession. Isn't that incredible? You shall buy me from them with money, okay, that you may eat, and you shall also buy water from them with money, that you may drink. For the Lord thy God hath blessed thee in all the work of thy hand. He knows thy walking through the great wilderness. These 40 years the Lord God has been with thee. Thou hast lacked nothing. Thank you, Lord. And when we have passed by from the brethren of the children of Esau, who dwell in Sarah, through the way of the plain that Elam had from Elia Gaber, we turned and passed by the way of the wilderness of Moab. And the Lord said unto me, Distress. Now the old Moabite, neither contend with them in battle, for I will not give them their land for possession, because I have given it unto art and unto the children of Allah for possession. Okay? And a mean dwell therein in time past, a great people, and many tall as the Anakim, which are the fallen angel. Yeah. Who also were counted giants of the Anakim, but the Moabite called them Amen. They were giant in the land in Mano. Yeah. So we can see, and these with even descending, see, who were also counted giant and Akim, but the Moabite calling Amin, Harin also dwell in Seah for a fourth time, but the children of Esau succeed them when they had destroyed them from the then dwell in their stay. Israel did unto the land of his possession, which the Lord gave unto them. So you can see. The problem here with the Anna King or the, or the Amin, which are dying in the land, that, that's incredible. Challenge is a rebuttal. 
Amen. And, and, and for the Lord told them not to not to try to possess none of that land. Not to, you know, and to buy from the sons of Esau. Okay. Oh Lord. There was so much going on in the land. For sure. My brother and sister. That God there there are things that God don't want us to do with which a lot of people like to get involved with. And, and God don't want us to get involved with these things going on this earth. Amen. Tonight, we just begin our Bible study, and we're live. It's not a recording. And what we, we were noticing giant in this verse of the Bible that we're reading, and, and it is because uh, uh, the prophet Joel talks about, uh, we're reading about the, the thick darkness that is coming upon the land, a day of darkness and gloomness, a day of cloud and thick cloud, and, and darkness in the morning spread upon the mountain, a great people are strong who have not been ever like, neither there shall be any more after, even to the year many generations. Can that be said as the giant, the honor king, that great people? Because I know they're going to be released during the three days of darkness upon the earth. Yeah. And uh, that's when people saw uh, uh, Sue, Sue's, right? Yeah. Going out with, with bees and all that. Yeah. So, you know, that, and it's just like great people. And they can be called people because remember that they're half demon and half human. Yeah. So they can be called people. And so that's, you know, and then while we're reading in Deuteronomy 2, Deuteronomy 2, chapter 2, about what the children of Israel encounter, it says that they encounter giant. It says that they encounter the great many people told about a king. Okay, and it says that they were giant in verse 11. Okay, so I, you know I, I believe this this is incredible, but at the same time I think of about after the end of the three days of darkness. Us receiving a glorified body. Yeah. Could we be counted as a great people also? Because that's what I kept thinking. Is it referring about us or referring about the giants? What do you think? Yeah, I, I was looking at it uh, both ways because it says, uh, uh, you know, uh, strong people, you know, and it reminds me of uh, of what we become whenever the Lord transforms our body, you know, and, and it's going to, I believe it's going to be a lot. A lot of people in the body of Christ that he's going to transform, you know, mm-hmm. and and we move. It's, it's going to be his strength, you know, the strength of the Lord. I believe we're counted as a strong people, you know, because we're, we're we're going to be victorious in every way once he transforms our bodies, you know. But I I, you, I do also see it the other way, you know, which is what you mentioned, the giants and, um, you know, those that will be released that the Lord's going to, you know, allow, you know, um. Mm-hmm. I also see it that way also. You know, um, but the the, uh, the Anakim, yeah, those, uh, like you say, it makes sense that, <coughs> you know. But remember that David defeated, defeated the giants. Yeah, yeah, David did, yeah. So the question is, then then God's people and God's power are greater. Yeah, for sure, yeah. Yeah, yeah, they don't stand a chance once they, mm-hmm. they um, the Lord transforms their bodies because it's in his power, you know, it's. Yeah, the Lord won't want to, you know, he, he knows that, you know, um, that's how I see it. And our glorified bodies, it's, it's, 
we are just, uh, we become like the Lord, you know, we become, you know, more than victorious in every way, you know. Amen. Yeah. Surely, amen. Well, the Runami 128, uh, whether should we go up, our brethren have this courage of heart, this is the Runami 128, saying, uh, people are greater in, in total than we, city are greater, well up to heaven. Wow. It's incredible. Yeah. And moreover, we have seen the sons of the Anak king there, the sons of the giants. Oh, those that came back with the with the bad report, right? I think is that it? Or? Yes. Yeah. And, and this is then referred into Jericho. Yeah. There were oh. giants in Jericho. Yeah. It's insane. Yeah, there was. Because then Joshua and his men destroyed mm-hmm. giant. Yeah. It looks like we've been having problems in Genesis with mm-hmm. these giants. And then the, the people of God had always fought them because yeah. they would fight Goliath. Yeah. That was a giant. And then, but they have fought, the children of Israel in the wilderness encountered them more than once. Yeah. For what I'm reading here, which I thought it was only one here, 210 of Deuteronomy, but then mm-hmm. 128, 211, 221, a people are great and many in tall, the Anakim, but the Lord destroyed them before them. They succeeded them and dwell there instead. Yeah. So now I guess when they get into the land, they the Anakim that are there, it says that God defeated them. Yeah. Which that's what's gonna happen mm-hmm. at the end when we come back with the Lord and as yeah. the army of the Lord. Yeah. The Lord because I remember talking to the Lord about this. Because someone mentioned that some of us will be angels and all that. Mm. And I said, Lord, and the Lord says that we're not going to lose. Mm. We're, we're, we're going to win. Yeah. You know, because, again, we'll be, you know, he, he's going to make sure we win. Yeah. God's power, again. Yeah. He will make sure. Shalom, Sister Wendy. We win this that is coming out mm. in the final battle that the Lord is sending us out. And, and thank God for that. Thank you, Lord. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, Deuteronomy 9-2, And the people great into children of the Anakim, whom thou knowest, whom thou hast heard say, who can stand before the children of Anak? You know, again, they were very prideful. Several times, thank you, shalom to you, sister. Several times we see that the children of Israel encounter the Anakim. Yeah. The children of the giants. That means there were a lot on the earth. A lot. Like a lot. Mm. Yeah. Because some nation were made of them. Yes, Shalom, Sister, you know where. Some nation were made of them. And that, to me, is like, wow. Yeah. Wow, wow, wow. Thank you, Lord. And then Joshua, 11:21. Another time came Joshua, cut off the Anakim from the mountain, from Hebron, from David, from Anna, from all the mountain of Judah, and from all the mountain of Israel. Joshua destroyed them utterly with our city. Mm-hmm. Now, explain this, Brother Donnie. Yeah. This man was on fire for you. Yeah, Joshua, yeah. He, yeah, there's a... And I believe his, his greatest... What what I learned from him is that his victories was, over, was always on obedience, you know. It's just obeying what the Lord, and he, just like when they went against Jericho, you know, it's, it was all in obedience, under obedience, you know, and yes. God gave them the victory through obedience. Thank you, Lord. And uh, they did exactly what God told them, and, and it, 
right there they got the victory huh? yes okay. notice how the victory was total victory against the enemy yeah like yeah. it was yeah, well, I love it the park is just got fought for them yeah and destroy the Anna King to us God fighting for them against the giant man so to me that's yeah. incredible thank you Lord and then Joshua 11 22 there were none of the Anakin left in the land of the children of Israel, only in Gaza. My Lord, my God. Anakin in Gaza. Yeah. Uh-huh. In God, God, that's where Goliath comes from, God, right? Oh, yeah, God, yeah. God. And Ashdod, there remain three cities specifically. Mm-hmm. And I believe today, okay, giants... Oh, 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 oh. There, there are things going on in the Middle East right now. Yeah. And I believe they're using hybrid in this world in Gaza. And the reason I believe is because the camera that were live in Gaza recording everything, even when the power was still on, the camera was all blocked and shut off. You know, and there was a time when no one can see into Gaza. Although this camera, they are live. I can go online and find camera, they are live. They were all shut off. Yeah. And I believe during this time, that's when they released the, the hybrid in there. Mm. China had hybrid, now they stay in Russia. And I believe Iran could have hybrid. I won't see no reason why would they won't have it if they know they need them to fight their enemy. Because it is, it is do or die for them. You know, as it is for Israel, it is for them. Now, I don't believe Israel has them, but I could be wrong. You know, I believe Israel is God's people, and, and they they never needed them before. You know, because they ha- I believe that the following one has to do with the giants and all that. I don't believe that God would allow them to use that kind of technology. What do you think? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I never really thought of about Israel using them, you know. But uh, yeah, I, you know, as we talked before, you know, uh, this, you know, this nation, China and Russia, has them. But I never thought about Israel. No, I never thought about that one. It, um, well, you know, I think about the fact of the matter that there will only be 144,000 left. Yeah. So what happened with the rest? You see, that to me. I heard a prophecy um, that said that's even corruption in Israel. Mm. And if there is corruption in the government, then they will lean to, you know, other things. Yeah. And so they might also have them. Okay. It's just, if they do, it's not going to please the Lord. Yeah. Because God gave Joshua, Moses, and then the power which will have to be the supernatural power to overcome these things. Yeah. Like the supernatural power he's given the church. Yeah. You know, I always have this question. How did the, how did the, the, the man of David defeat the giant easily with our sword? Okay. I always had that question because they killed many. One killed what, 17 in one day yeah. of the enemy. Yeah. How would they easily in, it always, in my spirit, when every time I read that, 
the, it was like the power of God will come over me. And I understood it was a supernatural power of God on them. Yeah. And I asked other people, and they felt the same. When you read that in First Chronicles, Second Chronicles, mm-hmm. and it tells you that how the men of David went and defeated the enemy mm-hmm. in such a way, you know. And I believe also that the super power, super power of God, the supernatural power of God was in David, mm-hmm. even when he defeated Goliath. Yeah. Because you're going to tell me, how is it that a 12-year-old boy is going to defeat a man that is about 30, a giant that is about, what, 30 feet, that easily? And then the answer is, it was God who did it. Yeah. So that was the supernatural power of God on David. Yeah. You know, that is the only explanation to all this. Yeah. You know, yeah. that no matter that they can, they try to hide it, it's there. We know it's there. Yeah. Now, Joshua fourteen twelve. Now, therefore, give me the mountain where the Lord spoke in the, on that day. For thou heardest on that day now that the Anakim were there, and that the city was great for fortified. Well, I, I, I skipped the one that talks about Gaza. I believe I put it in the chat room. Uh, giant in Gaza. Mm. I believe there is giant in Gaza. For one reason, personally, hybrid giants mix in there in Gaza because there's been so much bombing from Israel. Israel plane has been bombing these, these places, and there's still plenty of Hamas fighters in Gaza. And when we say plenty, thousands upon thousands of them. It might be 10,000, 100,000 plus of them still alive. And the question is, how is that How is that possible? But then you hear that there are many tunnels in Gaza that when they launch the missile, the missile don't get to the tunnels, you know. So that can be an explanation in one way. But I think that this nation having this hybrid and most of them cannot be destroyed by secular weapon, like a lot of people think they can. I believe why Joshua and his men could destroy the Anakim, mm-hmm. sons of the giants, and David, is because they had the power of God in them. Yeah. And having the power of God in the swords in your hand, yeah. and the power of God in your hand, that's a totally different thing. Yeah. It's not the same as you having a gun mm-hmm. and you're shooting them because there are two two things that go with them. Mm-hmm. They are they have the spiritual uh, body in them mm-hmm. and the physical body mixed. It's like a 50-50 in, them in the DNA. And, and I suppose the report that came out of China that when they tested them with bullets, Bullet went through the shoulder and all that, and it did not stop them at all, mm-hmm. the hybrid. And everybody knows that hybrid is a mix of two also. Mm-hmm. So it's, you know, I'm not, gonna go, I'm not an expert on that. But reading what the Bible says, it gives me a clear understanding that it's only with the power of God that you can defeat them. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Or if they could probably drop a bomb on their head. 5,000-pound bomb, maybe that, you know, can 
no one even know because in 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 um when Russia sent a super soldier into Ukraine, according to the Ukrainian soldier report, they have shot them several times. Their body were in the ground, and later on they got up and kept walking like nothing. I guess they were calling them home. They got up and they went back to the base in Russia, like nothing, like they were not even harmed. And the soldier who who took part in shooting them. Then seeing them walking away, each one of them, he was shocked and surprised. Like, what is this? Because a soldier knows a regular soldier. They don't know these special weapons. And he, he says this online to a, a reporter was asking him the question, so what happened? What do you saw? These, these hybrid walked away after being shot several times. Yeah. And they use military bullets, which everybody knows military bullets are really larger and capable of doing much harm. And they were able to walk away from that, which the government has been keeping hiding for so long. They have these special soldiers in Russia have plenty of them that cannot be killed with regular bullets. Because if you do, some of them, since uh, Ukraine had underground, part of the servers of the government underground, they went underground. They, 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 Throw themselves from the planes, Russians' planes, and went underground, okay, to go get what they were sent to get. And they went and got it and came off the ground and through the dirt came up and walked away mm-hmm. with what they wanted and went back to Russia bases. Mm-hmm. So, all that information that we have learned from Ukraine and Iraq, because they use them in Iraq too to test them. And they went and completed their mission against Al-Qaeda. They went and got their fighter and took out whoever they took out. So they are a tool for the last days. But it's nothing new under the sun. See, when we hear these things, we'll be like, oh, I didn't know that. This is not new. Read your Bible. Mm-hmm. And when we read here, like in, in Exodus chapter 2, how... Um, the Lord says in verse 9, the Lord said unto me, Distress not the Moabite, neither contend with them in battle, for I will not give thee their land for possession, because I have given to our Ar, and unto the children a lot for possession. And the Amin dwell therein and pass, which Amin is also another name for the giants. Okay? And people great and many tall as the king. And, and so a man and a king were two giants, but they we know that giants are different. Even giants that were born from different mother are look different. Yeah. Because not all the angels are the same. A lot of people think that all the fallen angels are the same. No. Fallen angels in heaven come from different group. I was allowed to go in heaven to this community where like an archangel was in charge. But I don't even think he was an archangel. He was just an angel. I know this type of angel that I, yeah. I didn't know. Yeah. And I was talking with him, and he was big and strong, and mm-hmm. you know. And some of the, a king, and I mean, are different. They look different. Mm-hmm. They even some of them that had a smaller head than another one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, they had other special skill than another one. They were just different, but they were still giant. The Amin and the Akin. So, um, 
And some people believe that it was because the nation, like the Philistine, called them different. But it was because they looked different, mostly. So they 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 call them different because they look different. And that's where um, they 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 my computer. I'm trying to get to okay um, a king. The name a king. I want to look up the different. There you go. So I can. And then in Genesis uh, 14, 5, in the 14 year came Shadow the Moor, the king that was with him, the, the Rephraim, the Asherah, and the Canaan, and the Susian Ham, and the Amin and Shabbat, and Keratin. Look back in Genesis 12, 14, there were Amin. Yeah. Another type of giant there. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then they're mentioned in Deuteronomy 2, 10 to 11. Okay. Going back, going back to Genesis 14, 5. Yeah. That's the time of Abraham. Yeah. Yeah, was. They were around. And uh, they were around in these different land. Mm. So Sam and Ham, the Amin and Shavah, these are different places in town. Mm. They like to pick their own town, their own places. Yeah. Amen. Well, we, we begin tonight, in case you, you those that are logging in, Talking about the three days of darkness, we just heard a prophecy from a sister. We're going to play it later. The Lord saying to her, I heard it yesterday, about the three days of darkness that are about to come mm-hmm. upon the land. Take dark, darkness, a darkness that can be felt. I'm here with my brother Tony. My brother and sister, thank you, those that pray for my brother Tony. He is much better. Amen. Thank you, Lord. He was not able to join us on Sunday. He said he didn't feel good. But God has, has done the work. I didn't see him coughing or anything. Mm-hmm. He feel a lot better today. Thank you, Lord. He is good. Amen. So, the three days of darkness, and in Joel chapter 2, we were reading, um, my brother and sister, about the three days of darkness. And, and surprisingly, uh, he confirmed what happened in Egypt in the time of Moses. And since chapter 2 of Joel, it's events that are supposed to happen in the last days. Mm. It says, uh, I love it. I like to start from verse 1 of Joel because um, I believe it mentioned the, 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 the trumpet, the last trumpet there. Mm. Blow ye the trumpet in Zion, sound the alarm in my holy mountain. Now, you want to compare what's happening here with this alarm this trumpet, this is the alarm. Let go. It, it's an alarm. It says trumpet sounds the alarm. This this is just a partial alarm. So we're looking here that it's about to happen within days. Only God knows the day. Remember, only God knows the day and hour. But in our spirit, we can feel this that is about to happen. Yeah. My brother and sister. Now, I'm waiting for more people to log in so I can share my dream that I had this morning. And I think this dream, you know, I, I, I said that there was a sister a few weeks ago that saw a trouble going on during the, 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 the Black Friday. I want to make this clear. The word was not given to me. It was given to someone else. Because someone has said that I have said, I said, no, no. 
I gave the word of someone else, which, you know, I always tell the people, we have to be careful. We just cannot say, oh, she's a full prophet for that. No, no. Okay? It's what she saw. It's what she shared. I said, this sister saw this. You know, that there will be some kind of judgment going on during the Black Friday. Okay? We're not here to quote dates in that regard, but I have to respect the word of other prophet, my brother and sister. But this morning, what the Lord has given me was, I had a, a revelation from the Lord. In the revelation, I saw Satan. Um, he was dancing, but he was dancing to like this 70, 80 music, like John Travolta, back thing, my brother and sister. And he was in front of this um, Christmas tree, and Satan, just like John Travolta, was focused on the music. And he was, I didn't know the devil can dance. I, I didn't know the devil can dance this way. And, and, and he was, that boogie down music, and he was focused on the music, and I'm looking at him like looking at John Travolta in one of his older movies, okay? And the devil was doing every step. Like, that music was his music, you know, from back to 60 and 70. And I can see him, like, enjoying what he was doing. And, and what comes to my mind was that the Lord, this sister said that the Lord allowed the devil to say to her, now it's my time. It's over for the church. Now it's my time. My kingdom is about to start. And then the Lord, remember, a few weeks ago I heard the Antichrist saying that his kingdom was about to start, his reign, that it's about time for him to begin. And that, to me, seeing the devil this morning, while he was doing his dance, the tree was, was the, the tree, the pine tree, that, that Christmas tree, were full of everything, lights. And as he was dancing, the lights were going off and on, off and on, changing color. And the devil looked very happy. Christmas. And, and you know, I said, I'm going to ask my brothers and sisters and the Lord Jawa, what do they think this dream means? Because the tree indicate Christmas. We know that. Yeah. For all the lights, the pine tree, it indicate Christmas, right? And it was full of lights. All around the tree was full of lights, where everything. And the devil was dancing next to the tree. Really, like this was his time. And I don't know why Christmas in this dream would in, because I'm thinking of Christmas, seeing the devil doing this, and then thinking what the devil says to the, to the sisters, now is my time. The church time is over. Now is my time. He says to her, "What do you, what do you sister think? What do your brother think that it means? What do you think, brother Tony?" Yeah, it's a, that's the person that came to mind whenever you mentioned, uh, you know, he was uh, what he saw that he was dancing around the Christmas tree. You know, that to me that points to Christmas. You know, this Christmas that that we're going into. Um, it's, uh, you know, remember the Lord, um, it could, you mean, 
it's a to me I see it as a, like something prophetic, you know, something that that is that is coming up for Christmas, you know, so for the days to come. Like some kind of event. Yeah. Because well, I was also thinking, you know, how um, like Biden's right now passed the water in in, in Gaza in the West Bank, so supposedly so they can negotiate with the you know all the people they had mm. take him there to release the the the, the people that they had taken in there captive mm. and um. And all this, I'm thinking, the de- is the devil rejoicing because of what's happening there also? Because he's behind all this evil. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And it also can mean something that happened in Christmas. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. And what could it mean? What could it mean specifically? Anybody in the chat room, anybody home, what, that, what do you think it could mean why the Lord is showing me this this way, the devil dancing to the disco sanctity uh, era. Yeah, 70s era. 70s era. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, it reminds me of, of the vaccine, how he, you know, how he um, he uh, deceived so many people. You know, mm-hmm. you, you know, you can you can see that he's, you know, he's rejoicing for that because he deceived so many so many, even even God's people, you know, he even deceived so many people that were in the faith, you know, people that are Christians, you know, and and, uh, and so reminds me of that is how he he got so many people already, you know, deceived and um, it's like almost as if he's you know preparing, you know, something for for what is coming, you know, for this holiday. Now. Sister, what he says, she had a dream that war was coming to America, and all the planes were in the sky at the same time for war. And I looked and saw horses with riders, and then at the same time, in the other were elves and reindeer. Mm. That wow. Okay. So to me, it seems like word of Christmas. Mm. Yeah. Can that? I know for a fact that I've been seeing this. I just don't know the day and hour, and I cannot point to any day and hour. See, the the problem we're talking about day and hour, people get discouraged when things don't happen. Right. Yeah. And this is why the, I was having this conversation with the Lord a few days ago, you know, and he doesn't want us to focus on, on dates because people get discouraged a lot. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's... It's not fair for people to hear dates, and then they come, nothing happens. Yeah. But we have to share our dream, though. Yeah. We have to share from the Lord. Like what Sister Wendy is sharing tonight, that's, when she saw war coming and saw reindeer, then I seen the devil rejoicing during Christmas. Mm. It tells me something evil is coming. Yeah. Something that is not from God is coming. And because we also know that the angel out there came to Egypt, mm-hmm. but also the Lord came, yeah. God came. Right. And I know for a fact what I wanted to say earlier is that there's the three days of darkness coming. Yeah. Now, if you hear this prophet that I heard yesterday, her English is not that good. She's from Africa, 
And a lot of the African people speak really good English, but her, where she comes from, I guess, is it's, it's very out north. And she talks about, in her revelation, she said, a warning to the bride, you know, and then she talks about here, I'm going to play it for short, the three days of darkness she mentioned here, if you pay close attention to what she's saying. Listen to us for a minute. We'll be back. We're live. My daughter, share this warning with those that have ears to hear. Catastrophic events warned of by many of my messengers are coming to you and great nation and world soon. Not one will be shielded from seeing the destruction. Destructions will come from the elements fire and water primarily, but you will also experience earthquakes and volcanoes throughout your earth. However, space will begin colliding with your once great nation and the world like nothing you have ever witnessed in the past. Things will never go back to what you perceive as normal. Once these things start, the end of the earth as you have known it will begin. Disasters that have taken place in the past and recent past will not hold a candle to what is coming on your earth, my children. You will only have your memories of what once was. There will be three days of darkness where my bride will be transformed into a new incorruptible body. During this time, she will be visible to others and they will clearly see the changes taking place in my bride. People will look on and off as my bride puts on the new and discards the old. She will be given a new flesh that is not flesh as you would recognize flesh, an incorruptible flesh. She will be given heightened awareness into the spiritual realm. She will be one in thought with the entirety of my bride and they will come together to receive their garments and their duties. There are many. Thank you, Lord. There you go. So you heard what she said, three days of darkness. And the the transformation of the bride during those three days, okay? And thank you, Lord. And so all this, in your sister just case, she says she also had a dream of a war coming. Sister Wendy has said it before. All this confirmation are so incredible. And this is exactly what we've been talking about. You know, how can so many people have the same revelation from the Lord and you not be thinking about it, like meditating about it? You have to meditate. When the Lord says something is coming, something is about to happen. What do you think, Brother Tony? Yeah, yeah, that that's the best way to go. You know, when the Lord uh, speaks, you know, it's uh, we go by His word. You know, because we can we can have an opinion about about something. You know, but when the Lord speaks, it's best to go with what He says. You know, when He Amen. says that three days are dark and they're closed, it's because He wants us to prepare and and uh, when He's you know. It's because you want us to be prepared and and, and um, 
so it won't catch it by surprise, you know. It's yeah, that's how I see. I go by what he says, you know. I, I'm really, I I really, really careful about what I think it's what I think it's. I go by what he he's speaking, you know. And when he speaks, he'll he'll let us know, you know. Just like the Bible says, the anointing in us will confirm, you know, what is his when it's the Lord. And so, yeah, I go by him. It's best to go by what he says, you know. He says that that's common. And, Amen. If he says it's coming, it's coming. Yeah. yeah. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. And so the prophet Joel says, The Lord is the trumpet in time, which is the trumpet of the bride. Sounds the alarm in my holy mountain. Let the inhabitant of the land tremble. For the day of the Lord is coming. For it's nine at hand. Okay. A day of darkness and gloomness, a day of cloud and thick darkness, a morning spread over the mountain, a great people and strong. They are not have been ever since like it. Mm. So we agree that this is a bride because the bride beats the giant. Yeah, yeah. Okay, never been liking it because it's in the power of God. That's right. Neither shall be any more afterward, even to the year of many generations. I like the part that it says it, it never been before like it, so it, it cannot be the giant now that we root out the giant here, mm. because it never been like it. Yeah, you know, so it's special. It's under the power of God. It's the bride of Christ, okay. in the glorified body. That's 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 you know that's a really good understanding of this here. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Yeshua. Mm. So. Even to the year, many generations. Could you imagine that little fight, buddy? Yeah, this is something that it's happened, <coughs> but not to this. Not like it's going to happen because we've seen revivals, you know, um, uh, uh, recorded in the Bible and revivals that has happened, you know, uh, in the in the past years. But what's really what's coming is from what the Bible says. It's never, you know, it's never happened like this, and it never happened again. It's something so. It's like the the latter rain, you know, the last chord. So this is gonna be something that, um, you know, we never seen before. You know, and that's the grace, that's the grace and mercy of God. You know, it's, it's He's doing this because, it, you know, it's the last thing He's doing. You know, before the great tribulation, it's the last, uh, the last. Just just like He says, it's, you know, it's gonna be greater. The the it's gonna be greater than, you know, than than the former than what has happened. And uh, the Lord is speaking, you know, the anointing speaks for itself. The, the anointing is speaking that this is going to be an amazing event. You know, he's going to, you know, he's going to use his bride for this work, you know, and, and that's, you know, that's us. And uh, and he wants us to have that men that mentality, that thinking. The mind of Christ is to to help people out, you know, and he wants us to be part of this, this revival. And, um, and that's, I believe it's... <coughs> going to be some glorious, you know, the, the power of God and, and, and us, is because it's going to be manifested in God's people, you know, and only in God's people. Yes, and those, yeah. like she said, those that have walked with the Lord. Yeah. Now, the Lord had asked me that if some of you would like to help us in the revival, you could. The Lord is not going to make you stay if you don't want to. You can go home if you want to go home. He'll take you home. And here's the reason why you could help us if you decide to. 
because you're going to be changed and transforming your glorified body. At that moment, you can go home right away, mm-hmm. or you can stay with us that are staying behind just for a little season, short season. You know, uh, I I will maybe think three to six months. There's a sister that believe a year. I believe we can stay after two years that we have to, after, you know, yeah. the rapture. Yeah. Now, we're going to be on a glorified body. You will have no temptation. You don't need to eat. You don't need to drink. You don't need to sleep in your glorified body. Yeah. None of that. Okay? So if I want to give you a piece of salmon cooked on the grill, you can say, probably no, thank you. I, I don't need to eat. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. So, you know, the Lord asked me, says to me that I can ask, you know, of those that would like to help us because you're going to be changing Trump form. Again, the Lord is not going to make you do anything. Remember that in Christ you are free to choose. But if you say, Brother Elby, we want to stay with the group staying behind to help some family to be in safe because Right after the Lord changes and transforms us, Russia and China will invade America. Although what they're going to do don't pertain to us, because in our glorified body, they cannot stop or touch at all. But there will be other people who will be in harm that we can help to be in safe, protect them from bullets yeah. and whatever they can launch against people. We can protect those people. We can, you know, help them out, my brother and sister. So it's a group to help those that are going to be in harm. Because right now their plan is to invade this country. And they will do so. And they will be successful too. Because they've been planning this for a long time. Yeah. They know every single corner of this country. They can look at it from satellite and study it very easy. They know every single weapon where it is and what it can do. Mm-hmm. And they know how to disactivate it easily also. But nothing that they're planning and not will pertain to us. Okay? We will be in a glorified body moving about in the power of mighty God. Okay? And so we can help those defenseless. You know, you can help the defenseless people. And I believe this is something that we should, you know, the Lord wants us to take upon this task for him, for those people. But it will be for the glory of Jesus. Yeah. Now, thank you, Sister Wendy, for saying that she will help us. See? There are people here that can say, Brother Elby, we can help you with this. I can put away, I can put off my personal agenda and help you out with this because I believe this is within days. Sooner than three days of darkness happens. Now, let me tell you what Jesus revealed to me the other day. He came to me. And the spirit, he was standing in person speaking to me about this matter. There are many who are not doing sincere repenting that will not make it to the three days of darkness, Jesus says to me. Okay? Very few will make it. So the fact of the matter is that if, if you know, if you're not ready, an example, and you're going to be going home, it's Okay. Because we're saved by grace, yeah. through Christ, through faith in Christ, right? To what he did on the cross. Yeah. So 
the 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 whole matter here is that we focus on Jesus and that we want to be used by him mm-hmm. and be and not glorify body moving in the power of God doing the work of God. Mm-hmm. And we will be rewarded for this. Mm-hmm. Okay? What is it that the Lord said to me earlier when we were speaking? Because we were talking about this. Yeah, that there's, there's going to be a special place for the bride. There you uh, go. In heaven. Yes. Sister Sister Pro- said this to me on the phone prophesying. Because it was the Lord speaking directly through her. And the Lord just reminded me again. Yeah. Okay. So please, please, okay, you, my brother and sister, you go to the Lord about this and say, Lord, you're glorifying me. You're giving me a glorified body, soon new body. Please use me with a group that are going to be doing this work for you. And because the Lord said I could, I can go ahead and ask. So that because there are plenty from the Lord's Tower that will be changing from forth, from forth that been repenting. So it's it's on you. The Lord will not make you do anything. If you just want to go home, He'll take you home. That's it. You know, but those that can stay behind and help and your glorified body. Yeah. Think about it. No sleep, no no aging, no no drink, nothing. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's important. Yeah. Very, very hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, God. Thank you, Yeshua. Now, uh a fire that devour before them. Behind them, flame burn. The land is the garden eaten before them. Behind them, a desolated wilderness, yea, nothing to escape them. Amen. And then here, I don't know if it follows the same, verse 4. The appearance of them is the appearance of horses. As horsemen so that they shall run. Now, is that... Is that appearance, is that that people will see them coming, and they're coming with so much power? Mm-hmm. What do you think? Because yeah. I, 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 I've been, since I've been reading it, I'm like, well, what does this mean? Yeah, um, well, it, it remind, well, that reminds me of uh, um, the people, you know, us that are going to be transformed. It's, you know, we're we're ready to... To um to do the Lord's work and on those days we're just it says right there the appearance of them is as the appearance of horses as horsemen so shall they run um you know because I don't know I see it as as us doing the Lord's work moving in, in His power because we're gonna be focused on on what the Lord you know is going to appoint us to do and Amen. Days, you know like the noise of chariot top of the mountain shall they Leap like the noise of flame, fire that devour the stubble, as a strong people set in battle array. Mm-hmm. Now, does it does this mean that we're gonna have to battle, brother Tony? Uh, yeah, because I believe uh, similar to what what's going to happen in the second coming is what we're gonna be doing. Uh, similar, in in a way, I believe it's what we're gonna be doing in the revival also, because we're gonna be also be helping, you know. And we're gonna have if we're gonna have to protect people. We're gonna have to, you know. Of course, like we said before, we're not we're not gonna do things that we're not supposed to. You know, like you said, you know, 
flipping like, tanks. Yeah, flipping tanks are, you know, we're not, we're not, we're not going to be like, you know, because we have that fear of the Lord in us. We have the fear of God in us. We're only here, we're, we're only to protect, you know, and help out. And so, but that also requires, you know, battle. You know, you're, that, you know, you're ready for anything that, you know, because the enemy's going to look at the light. What does he do? He's trying to, you know, attack the light, which is, you know, us, the people of God. So, you know, that also requires battle, you know. And Fine. That's, what you're saying is part of the prophecy that sister was speaking. Yeah. Okay. Before the face, the people should be much pain. All faces should be gathered blackness. And they shall run like mighty men. They shall climb wall like men of war. They shall march everyone in his ways. They shall not break their ranks. Because it's under the power of God, no? Yeah. yeah. Neither shall one trust, what is that, trust another. Okay. They shall walk everyone his, his path. When they shall fall upon the soil, they should not be wounded. Yeah. So it sounds to me like it is the bride of Christ here. Yeah. Because I, I remember that I could not be wounded. Yeah. Hallelujah. And sister said, uh, so we'll be, we'll have time to catch up in heaven for all eternity. Yes, we're, we're going to go to when the Lord, because I remember after we finished the revival, the Lord sent us home, and we went home. But what I remember is that when we were entering home, we looked like a, like horses to the bottom, one after another, under the power of God. Yeah. And that, so... Yeah. This really reminds me yeah. that it's talking about us. Joel chapter 2 is about us. Yeah. It's really about the bride of Christ under the power of God. Because yeah. that's the way I saw it when the Lord showed it to me. Mm-hmm. We were like horses to the bottle. Yeah. But we were moving with such a mighty, like it says, for fire yeah. that will burn anything on our side. Mm-hmm. And like the prophet said, physically people can see that and people are like, yeah. What is? Where do you get the power? How do you? Yeah. And I remember when the Lord showed me years ago, people were questioning us. Mm. How can you move? How do you move with that power? And mm. some of us were calling lightning down. Mm. How can you do that? We, people had all these questions, you know. Yeah. And again, walking with the Lord is what's going to get the Lord's going to get us there. Okay. Thank you, Lord. Like the noise of Sherry on top of the mountain, shall they leap? Like the noise of flame of fire that devoured the stubble. See? Because mm. it, it, it's a fire of God. That's right. Okay? Amen. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Don't throw out the good food. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah. She says she feel like throwing up. No. Rebuke that in the name of the Lord. Don't throw up the good food. Hallelujah. So, verse 9, they shall run to and fro in the city. They shall run upon the wall. They shall climb up on the house. They shall enter at the window like the thief. Not, Jesus is coming like a thief in the night. So, it's not saying like we're going to be uh, stealing. No, no. I'm sure I'm not going to see none of my brothers and sisters stealing. No. They just got to get into the bank to keep people safe. Yeah. <laughs> A bank has a, a, what do they call it, a safe box, right? Yeah. And that can protect oh, yeah. people from. Yeah. It's not that they're robbing the bank, it's that they're getting people into safety, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, 
in case some people misunderstand mm -hmm. when someone is breaking through the door and bringing people in. Yeah. Oh, you're robbing a bank? No, I'm bringing people into safety. Yeah, sure. Amen. So remember that it's all for the Lord and for the glory of God. And it's all under the supervision of Jesus. Yeah. Under his supervision. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Amen. There you go. So to saw us uh drink, create a tornado and put enough hand over the plant, putting it back to life. Mm -hmm. See, God can do anything and those are the days that are coming. Yeah. Remember that we had day of suffering down here. Look how how look how we felt this year, the year before and all that. Mm -hmm. Since nineteen twenty nineteen to now, how bad it's been for us, all of us. Now God has given us a glorious time yeah. for us to walk in a power that we have not seen among us, excuse me, in thousands of years. Yeah. And this goes beyond the garden. So now that God's going to do this, why not do the will of God, the work of God, yeah. under the power of God? I didn't hear none of the disciples complaining under the power of the Holy Spirit, going about like Philip doing the work of God. Yeah. No, they thought it was amazing. They loved it. Yeah. Now we're going to have greater power, the the latter great rain. Yeah. This this is this is this is something they're going to be looking down from heaven, seeing you moving in power they never thought possible. Mm -hmm. But we got all things are possible. Right. You know so. When Father says to me a few weeks ago that his mighty power will be, you know, I said, wow. My mighty power will be in you, he says. So that's that's something to be experienced. To be, You know, I, I, I want to do what the Lord wants. I want to go home like everybody else, more than maybe a lot of people. Yeah. But I, I want to move in this power. And I see myself helping our family, getting them out of harm. Because Russia and China will invade the country, but God wants to use a group to help his family that he wants to save. Our sister said this, this past few days that the Lord can save people through us and immediately get them out of the earth if he wants to. Mm -hmm. Now, I don't know, because my thing I've always been is, Yes, we're going to do this work for the Lord, but these people maybe have to go through the great tribulation then. But seeing us in, in that glorified body is going to help them to believe through the trap of the great tribulation that if God did it with us, yeah, He can do it with them also. Yeah. Later on, what do you think, about Tony? Yeah. No, I, you know I believe in the in the power of God. You know I believe, Father. You know the Lord can do it, anything. He can. They can do everything. You know, the Lord can do anything, and if, um, you know, just like, because I know, you know, some might think, you know, sometimes it's according to the faith of the person, that the Lord can prepare a person in, in a week to go home. You know, the Lord can do that, because uh, we're not all in the same level of faith, we're not all in the same, le uh, you know, level of faith, but the Lord can, I believe the Lord can get someone ready, you know, in a short amount of time. To be going home to heaven, like you say, you know, he can be in Russia right away. Yeah, there. yeah, that, I believe he can do that. You know, because some might say, well, I've been a Christian for so many years, and you know, and that person only been what a, a few day, hours. Yeah, hours. How can they go home and and that person not when they've been walking with the Lord for years? You know, but 
but it's the Lord knows the heart. He knows everyone, you know, and I believe He can do that, and um, He can take him, you know. Maybe it just really depends on the Lord, you know. But I believe He can do that, you know. He's gonna do, and you know, I believe, you know, other people that will see that revival, you know, many people will repent and say, well, you know, just like uh, when they when um. Um, just like when they saw Jesus, you know, those soldiers, and they saw that blood and, and water came out of him, then that's when they believe and say, truly, that's the Son of God. But that they had to see it. And they didn't believe until they saw it, you know. And that that's going to be the same for many people when they see this revival as well. It's, they didn't want God saved at that moment? When yeah. Saw you say, yeah. The one that recognized Jesus, he, he repented right there. Yeah. It's incredible. And that last... Yeah. And that... I believe it was programmed by God before the foundation of the earth. Yeah. For him to be in favor at that very moment. Yeah. Isn't that incredible? The mercy and love of God yeah. for every single soul. That's why right. never count you, yourself less. Mm -hmm. Just repent and seek the Lord. And know that God can have mercy on whom he has mercy, anyone. Yeah. It's just his mercy is available for all. You know, don't disregard yourself. Don't say, well, not me because i done this or that. No, rebuke that thinking of the devil because the devil likes to throw accusation on people's life and people's mind. And people walk around like God is talking to them when it has been the devil putting these things on their mind that you're not worthy, you cannot be safe for this and that reason. And when God is, is showing his mercy to you, giving you the opportunity to be unsafe, yeah. What are you going to keep rejecting it because the devil convince you otherwise? Don't do that. Don't do that to yourself because ultimately you're the one making the decision, you know. No, don't, don't make that type of decision. Just seek the Lord. So verse 10, the earth shall quake before them. And that's incredible. The, the earth will quake. Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. The heavens shall tremble. That's power. That's, that's power. Yeah. That is power. Yeah. The sun and the moon shall be dark. The stars shall withdraw from the shining. That's, wow. I I think about it. And then I love the part, the Lord shall order his voice from his army, from before his army. Yeah. His camp is very great. Mm -hmm. For he is strong and execute his word. For the day of the Lord is great and very terrible. Who can abide it? Yeah. So the the Lord is the one ordering his voice. Yeah. I remember when the Lord showed me uh, at the end of the three days of darkness that he called out by name. By name, I'm sorry. When he says, Elvi, I was immediately before the Lord in my glorified body. Mm. That's why I know, I know that I know. It's close, and I know how it's all going to go about because Jesus showed me in person the events that are coming. I know we get discouraged sometimes because we've been waiting. But now it is not for us to turn back, back to look forward for this event. It's practically among us. It's practically here. When the Lord spoke to this sister yesterday, they mentioned the three days of darkness. It was like a, a, a fire went on on me when I heard it. I'm like, oh, man, yeah. this is it. This is it. I knew it. I knew it. 
I was saying like within myself, I knew it. this is it. I've been waiting for months and years for this. I knew that when this year began and God began to speak to me about this event, I, I was like, wow, I've been looking for this. And I'm not saying this is a year, but if it is this year, glory to God. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's this year, but I have not felt this fire about this happening so within days. Because it's the word that I heard from the Lord. And I'm not going to disregard it. I'm just going to confess it. I'm going to say it. I don't know the days and hour. But the Lord said to me in heaven the other day, God said to me, that he's taking people home within days. And, and show me people that had a ticket to be going home. And after he showed me then, then he showed me Biden had his ticket to going down. Which is that sign that I, I'm saying that's a sign. When he's gone, which is about to go, and he's signing his death certificate by writing against Israel. There's not there had not been one in history that had rise to deceive Israel the way he's doing it. That had rise against Israel in favor of Hamas. That have remained alive. There's not one. You can read your own Bible from Genesis to Revelation. You're not going to find a man. This is why King Nebuchadnezzar has to repent. Because when God said that he will be cut down at the tree that he showed Daniel, talking about the kingdom of King Nebuchadnezzar that will be cut down, I shared that here in the Bible study. King Nebuchadnezzar repented. He was turned into a beast, seven-year great tribulation beast, just like it. That's a great example because it was a seven-year. And King Nebuchadnezzar during the seven-year, which is another sign that people will be able to repent, even when they're turning into beasts during the seven-year great tribulation, at the end, what happened to King Nebuchadnezzar? Repenting. God turned him back into human. The same thing that God will do for those that will be repenting, including pastors that the Lord showed me in the Great Revelation, changing into werewolf. Okay? Those that took the Moderna will change into werewolf. Those that took the Pfizer will change into beasts. The, the Johnson & Johnson two-headed beast. That's from a Seneca flying bird. Okay? Stocking flying bird. They will change. Just as that the Lord had me say here in the Lord's hour, 100% to that. You can go to the Lord about it. Some people have received after a share, dream from the Lord, and it's been exactly that. Because what I receive, I receive from the Lord. Being taken there in my body and out of my body, both, several times, and seeing I was there in my body where the bees could have harmed me. And it was a brother, I mean, the, the, not the beast, because the beast still had their mind, the werewolf. And these werewolves were 10, 11 feet, 8, 9, 10, 11 feet more, changing. And you know these people, you know all these gyms we have in America today? I, I don't think I can name them all. Can you name some of the gyms we have in America today? Like Gold Gym and... Gold Gym, whatever. Yeah. Uh, the YMCA has gyms. YMCA. Can some of you name some of it? Yeah. 
some of these public gyms where people are going there lifting weight, running, exercising. Planet Fitness is a Planet Fitness. Any more, any more. And the reason why I'm telling you that this is the reason why. You know how these people are running in these machines, are exercising and doing all this? They're going to be very strong beasts. They're going to have a leg for them, for running. Okay? Some of these people that go to the gym every day will be such a powerful werewolf that you cannot even imagine. Their backbones are going to be very strong. And they can catch up to anybody quickly. Why? Because these people are going to the gym. They're exercising every day. Mm. And their legs are very strong. And when they change into werewolf or beast, they can catch up to people in motorcycle running away from them easily. I saw it. Okay? My brother and sister. Anytime fitness, amen. And these people that have been going to the gym and people that are thin, 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 people that weigh 112 pounds, 150, 125, when they change into bees, it's going to be very hard to get away from them because they, they are, hardly have any, like, flesh. They're very thin, they're very, and they'll be very quick, 24-hour fitness, there you go. These people that have been going there faithfully, exercising, you know, getting ready for the summer. Yeah, this is a summer coming, a beast. And they're going to be very powerful. And getting away from them is going to be very difficult, you know. Good thing the bride of Christ is not staying behind because the bride of Christ will have to grab them by the neck and kill them, you know, basically. But that's, that's, God doesn't want us to harm anybody. Because remember, those people can repent. Yeah. They'll change right. back into human. They'll be crying for what they did, for eating cat, dog, and all that. And that's another thing that the Lord has said to one of his servants. If you have an animal, pray for your animal to be going home in the rapture. Mm-hmm. Because every single cat and dog, deer, cow, horse, sheep, Whatever animal people have on the farm will be eaten by these beasts. They have a hunger like you cannot imagine, okay? And they will be eating the cow. They will eat a cow in a sitting, a, a few of them, and there's so many millions of people. So you can imagine... Ten of them tearing a cow in, in less than an hour, just eating it, okay? Not cooking the cow, just eating it, tearing the cow. The, the cow will be alive and they will be tearing it to pieces, okay? And they go back. Next few hours, after they turn back to human for three hours, in three more hours after that, they turn back into where we're hungry again, Okay? There will be no grand, no grand house, no dog, no cat, no animal alive. They're going to be eating the bird, okay? I, someone said, because I saw it too, I saw it too, but I heard someone saying that why is it that a year or two into the Great Tribulation, you see no birds, mm-hmm. like birds, like, 
Because the people that get the AstraZeneca, they're going to be flying by birds. And what do you think is the first thing they're going to eat the first and second year? Or the first year? Yeah, all the eagle. Oh, what other birds? Go ahead, name all the birds because I cannot remember all of them. Yeah, there's a lot. Uh, the, there's some that are Pelicans. pretty fast, like the eagle's fast. Uh, They'll catch up to them faster. Yeah. Human will be faster. So somehow a human can be more creative. Yeah, yeah. There's there's falcons. There's uh, you know hawks, and they're all in the same. You know, but there's a yeah. There's a lot of different. All the state bird will be gone. Yeah. They'll be eaten by the people. Okay. Um. People don't realize the mess that this nation in the world is about to go into. In within days, I mean, we're talking about within days. I say days because I heard it from the mouth of God in heaven. I was standing in heaven a few days ago, and I heard days of those that are going to be taken home from the mouth of God. That's why I had to stand in His word, my brother and sister. Okay. The earth is about to be cleansed by vulture, like never before practically. Yeah. It's about to be cleansed. And the sad part of all this story is the human being will be the one doing so. Because of the bicin they took. How do you how do you explain this, Brother Tony? How do you explain human being? Becoming beast and destroying the planet. How do you, how do you, what do you, how do you explain this? How do you? Yeah, it's, uh, you know, because you would, you would think it'd be, you would think it'd be, uh, you know, demons that would do it. And, and yeah, it's going to be demons, but it's the same people, you know, human beings that, you know, mm-hmm. it's just that disregarded God and, you know, rejected God and, and it happened before, you know, um, the what happened with the king of Babylon, Nebuchadnezzar, you know. Why? Because of sin, you know. The same reason why it happened before is going to happen now, and it's because of sin. That's the cause and that's the reason for for what's going to happen, you know. It's because of the sin, <coughs> the sin of, of just like that, uh, you know, a king, um, his pride, you know, led him to, to that, you know, turn into a beast. He, he was turned into a beast, and... And the same same thing now, you know, um, it's going to be because of sin, because of the pride of the pride of uh, the pride of man, like the Bible says, you know, the pride mm-hmm. and people are rejecting God and not wanting or not choosing to humble themselves before God, you know. And, uh, and sister just mentioned the Incredible Hope. We we grew up in, in grammar school watching the Incredible Hope. Yeah, yeah. And, and back in the late eighty ninety. And wow, and we saw when he changed, oh, transformed, yeah, yeah, and and it was actually pointing. How how was it that he got to the point of changing? And and then we find out it was a government experiment, right? Yeah, chemical. Yeah, that he took, yeah. or they injected on him. Yeah, and then he he would change, pointing to what is coming. Same. You know, all this. All these things are so close. And my brother and sister, 
God is not a man that he will lie, nor the son of a man that he will repent. He says these things are coming through his prophet. They are coming. And they are close within days. My brother and sister, thank you, Lord. It's coming. I heard a word that said this. My son, God was speaking to Jesus. Get ready to go get my children. My son, he called his son, get ready. We're talking about the one that, that knows the day and hour. Yeah. Get ready to get my children. You know? Father is about to send Jesus for us. Mm-hmm. You know? And of course, the Lord has his plan. He, you know, he's already, Father is very aware of what to revive everything. Yeah. Three days of darkness and all that. Everything has been planned by God. That's why it's in his word. My brother and sister. Hallelujah. Verse 12. Therefore also now, therefore also now, saith the Lord, turn ye unto me with all thy heart, your heart, with fasting, with weeping, and with mourning. This is how we get ready. Okay? Notice how the Lord says to me that when you're fast, to God, it means you're being sincere. People that say they love God, but don't fast, they're not being sincere. Yeah. You know, in that regard. Because, you know, it, it's... And then, therefore also now, saith the Lord, turn thee unto me with all your heart. Okay? But then you say, okay, God, I love you, and turn him back to you with all your heart. What is your proof that you're being sincere to God? You're fasting. You're fasting, and will let God know that you're being sincere. That's why he's asking you to fast. Yeah. He said, turn, turn you unto me with all your heart, and with fasting. Okay, and we're weeping and we're mourning. Which weeping and mourning is when you're broken. Yeah, that's when you you you're saying, God, I'm so sorry, and you cry, and, and you humble yourself. Mm-hmm. And fasting, when you fast, God will help you to get there. God will break you. I remember when I was, I would do a lot of fasting. That it always break me crying and. You know, when yeah. I return to God with all my heart. So it's important. It's important to fast. It's important to see God this way. And uh, when we get broken, uh, just as it says in Psalm 51, you know, um, when David, you know, his repentance was sincere because he, he, he truly, he said, you know, he was confessing to God. And, and that's an example that that's sincere because uh, repentance, because uh, in the, at the end of that um, of that uh, chapter 51, what gets me is I've been learning this, and it's that it says that he's the Lord is near the brokenhearted and the contrite of heart, contrite in spirit. Um, whenever we get corrected for something we did wrong, that correction it's it's uh, it breaks us, it breaks us, and when we're broken, that's when God is near to us because that that's sincere repentance. When we get broken and, and we get corrected in something that 
that we've done or we're doing that's we feel broken or we feel like like contrite spirit you know we feel like um um you know like we're broken and that's where the bible says god is near the brokenhearted and those that are contrite in spirit he's near to us because that's when we're sincere and and that's the place where he wants us to be you know if we have to be corrected that we learn from it and and turn to the lord and say lord you know i'm, I'm really sorry you know help me and that's that's the place where he wants us to be in sincere repentance and um and let him correct us you know because we need correction and as long as we're in this body we need to be corrected if we're you know because we um you know if we're doing something wrong we need that correction and that's what the bible says you know to to hear when the lord speaks you know to not harden our our to not harden right to not um what is it to not um to not like harden our necks you know to not be like uh you know but instead just receive correction because um we, we need correction you know many areas of our lives you know we need correction and and that's you know we're it's a learning process we're learning and but he he what he wants is sincere repentance and i like that uh that um and brother larry's prayer what really gets me is when it says um lord i will give my 100 percent effort that i won't commit these sins you know that's the part in his prayer that really gets me and it's what he's wanting from us is that 100 percent effort that we won't do the things you know our sins that we will not commit what we did before you know and uh he knows we're gonna sin but he what he wants is the effort in us you know the lord wants to see the effort in us that we are truly sincere and and repentant it's sincere repentance is what he wants it's what's going to get us through is sincere repentance thank you lord. you know like what we just read it's um it's uh to turn to the lord with all our hearts all our heart. he wants all our heart you know and and that that's going to get us through you know that's what gets the lord that's what brings him near to us that's how we get near to him you know it's it's all our heart is sincere repentance is lord i'm so sorry you know so yeah. seeking his will about what you want yeah exactly seeking his will first not my will but thy will yeah you know yeah like he says in his word seek the kingdom of heaven first mm-hmm. and every other other thing will be added unto you will be added, yeah. sometimes we look for the added thing first and that's a problem mm-hmm. because when you seek the other thing first they can be a stumbling block yeah yeah so it's important that we seek the will of god in everything we want. Because we say, I want this, or I need this, or I need that. But is that the word of God? Because you can have something not in the word of God. And that something can be a stumbling block to your spiritual life. Yeah. I'll give you an example. Of people who wanted to get married... And not ask the Lord for direction to be a Mary. And they got married. They went and got married. They found someone that said, I love you, honey. And they got married. Mm-hmm. That person, which they thought they knew, they find out after they got married that they don't know. It's, it was a st- stumbling block to stop them from praying mm-hmm. and seeking the Lord. Mm-hmm. And the person who went and did that find themselves backsliding afterwards. Mm-hmm. And then they're going to find themselves in the great tribulation. And who are they going to blame? They can't blame God. Because God is perfect. God doesn't make a mistake. It's seeking the will of God. A woman 
or a man can be a blessing when God when God is the one who who opened the door for you, when God is the one who put you together, when God says he's mine or she's mine, it's okay. But if you go ahead and do it without being the will of God, what you're bringing into yourself is a stone, a stumbling block. And he may be the nicest guy or she may be the nicest guy, but when it's not of God, the devil will get a hold of them and use them against you. And then who do you blame God? Because the devil will have you blame God. You will never say it was the devil, no, you're saying it was God. And, and your spiritual life will be a mess, okay? You will not which way it's right or left, you know? My brother and sister, look, look an example of all those that got vaccinated. How is their life now? It's not a cookie like a lot of people think. It's not easy. I was taken to hell the other day which the Lord had to minister to me before he took me out. Yeah. Of the brokenness that I have, brothers and sisters that I know that heard me say, don't take the vaccine, that took it, that they're so hard down there, broken and confused there, and asking themselves, how, how did this happen to them? You know, How did the government see them this way? Yeah. The Lord had to, because a dear brother of mine, the Lord that I know for many years is there, and, and he was telling me how, difficult it is for him there because every day the demon comes to where they are to torment them and they cannot deny the Lord if they deny God there and worship the devil because that's what the demon is asking them bow and worship Satan they say and they have to say no I only worship the Lord they get punished for that every day is the same but they got themselves there how God did not send them there how do they end up there Trusting man. What does the Bible say? Curse is the man that trusts men. Trust is the man that not trust men. Or another man, I believe it says. Yeah, and, another, and the other one is, it says, blessed are those who trust the Lord. You mm-hmm. know, so it's best to just go, you know, trust in the Lord because the other way around, it's cursed. The curse comes when... Uh, to a person when they trust in another in another person, you know, when they put their trust in another person or or a thing, you know, a person or a thing. But when we trust the Lord, we are blessed. And let me tell you a little bit about him. He's from Florida. And we were talking on the phone. And the woman that he's in love with was leading him away from God. Like not letting him consecrate and so do the work of God. And I was telling him not, you know, to just let the Lord, hallelujah, and just choose the Lord first. Because here's what you put the word of God first. God is this of you. If you want me, you want me to marry this person, you want me to be with this person, and then let the Lord guide you. And he was having this problem with this woman, and I told we were speaking on the phone. And he ended up cutting communication with me when this happened. And when I got vaccinated, they took his soul down there. When the Lord took me down there, there he was. Mm-hmm. He is broken and confused like there's nobody up on this earth. Yeah. Like I haven't seen nobody. I cannot help him. Okay? Yeah. I cannot help him where I am. 
Well, I haven't asked the Lord if I can help him, but I'm saying he's down there. And he got himself there by not trusting the Lord, not putting the Lord first. If you're going to put a woman first, if you're going to put a man first in your life, then the Lord, you are going to find a, a well, a trouble unto yourself. Because the Lord needs to be first. God can deliver you from them. God can. But you're going to have to cry a lot to the Lord, like you cannot imagine. Okay? You're going to have to cry. You're going to have to beg. You're going to have to weep like the Lord says. You're going to have to fast. Weeping in Christ says, he says, turn you to me with all your heart, with fasting, with weeping and mourning. Yeah. You're going to have to do a lot of weeping and a lot of mourning. And the Lord is trying right now to deliver you from that. Mm-hmm. I try by the leading of the Lord to help him as a man to be careful with this woman. But he was so much in love with her that he went with her. And now find himself in hell because of it, in a place of torment. His body still here on the earth, being run by a demon where his soul still down there. We already know the story. I don't need to explain it. But it's very painful for him. It's very painful, my brother and sister. But if he were to listen, he would not find himself there. My brother and sister, I, I, we can only do so much. We gave you the word of the Lord. You take it and you run with it. But if you decide not to listen, you're going to bring so much pain unto yourself. Hallelujah. No, you don't want that. The Lord loves you too much to see you, to see if you're suffering. As the Lord said to me early, his church, he has a special place for his church. Yeah. He has a special place for us. Please stay focused on the Lord. Listen to the Lord. We, the Lord knows it's hard. We know it's hard. We know it's difficult. God has told us these things will be this way. But we must be obedient to the Lord. We must be willing to give up even our own life for him. Yeah. We must be. Not just the thing we owe, the thing we own, like a car, a house, whatever. We have to be willing to give up everything for including our own life. That's the calling God has on our life. My brother and sister, if you try to save your life because you just want to have a life here with someone, you may lose it. You may lose it. But if you lose your life for the Lord now and say, okay, Lord, thy will be done. You don't want me to get married now? Lord, I'll listen to you. The Lord will bless you with a beautiful wife, beautiful husband in, in, in the new earth. Jesus himself will marry you and give you your partner where you will have multiple children and be very happy. Especially if God gives you a wife, you're going to be very, very happy because it will be someone. You can ask God to give you someone that will not fall in the, in the millennium. Say, God, I, I, you know I, I, I didn't got married in the temple. Or I wanted a wife. But give me one of your, one of your holy redeemed, beautiful and young and beautiful, Lord. Mm-hmm. Or man, that is not going to fall in the millennium. In sin or with another woman. 
and Father will choose her for you. Mm-hmm. And say, here, my daughter, I'm going to give you one of one of mine, okay, that will not fall. She will be so handsome like nothing you've ever seen before. She will be so beautiful like nothing, and it will be only for you. She will not fall. He will not fall. When you love her. Comes from the Lord is the best way to. Yeah. When you love a father to give you someone that will not fall, that you can say to him when you're going home and the righteous say, Father, will you guarantee me that she will not fall in the millennium? Father will say, She will not fall. Mm-hmm. He will not fall. Yeah. And sin. Yeah, I'll go with this word. <laughs> <laughs> this is part of the blessing for the bride. Yeah. This is part of your blessing. Okay? He will give you someone that love him, that will not look to another man or another woman, virgin, holy, and righteous, for you, because you are his son, you are his daughter. Someone that will help you spiritually because they're so close with God. They know a lot more than us. And you can be having Bible study with this person in the millennium. Yeah. The person that you marry. You can mean asking this person, so what about this? What about that? Mm-hmm. And they can open the Bible to you and explain things. You're like, wow, yeah. a fountain of knowledge, mm-hmm. a blessing to your life. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't you not love that? And Jesus himself and the Holy Spirit in the millennium will marry you. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. You cannot ask for anything more, more yes. from God. God himself giving it to you. My brother and sister, this is one of the mysteries that have been revealed to me mm-hmm. in heaven. Okay. I was in the millennium. I was watching the Lord and the Holy Spirit marrying people. Endless wedding of people, the bride and the, and the, and the groom coming to be married. And it was, it was um, I saw houses full of children. You know, and these women can move, these redeemed can move where you cannot even see them clearly because a woman will come past a man. They can move and they're beautiful, but no guy can touch them or anything. They'll be your wife, you'll be the husband, moving in glorified body. It will be incredible. And you can have many children and you'll both be the same age forever. What better than that can you want? Yeah. You'll be what you have children with them, hundreds and hundreds in, in the millennium, hundreds of children. Yeah. And then bring them to eternity with you. With your wife or your husband. Yeah. In a beautiful house in eternity. Okay? And all your children will call you daddy or mommy in the, in the eternity. God has given us such a blessing. You know, take God on his words. Yeah. You know, just just one one what he wants for you. Yeah. He wants to guarantee your life of love, peace, and joy. That's what the Lord is guaranteeing to us if we listen to him. Yeah. And we should want that. We already seen suffering. We already seen the so much suffering on this world. Children without parents. Parents wanting to have children that they don't have. Parents abusing their children. Children being sacrificed for the enemy. Yeah. 
a thousand children in Ohio a month being stolen. Thousands around the world every day. My brother and sister, this world is so wicked, and that's what we're seeing. We should look at, at that example yeah. and say, you know what? I want what God wants, a life of love and peace and joy. That's right. I don't want to have this evil that is happening in this world anymore. I want to have what God wants me to have. My, and that should be our joy and our peace, to have what God wants us to have and, and, and increase and multiply on the earth. There's a great opportunity God has given us. Take it. Don't 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 let it go, my brother and sister. Amen. I hope that tonight teaching has been a blessing. Think about the dream I have. If you want to email me and let us know. Here is Sister Celestial uh, about Nancy Pelosi, God justice about China as an embedded nation, my brother and sister. Look at the viruses among them among us, call them out, mark and avoid them. And this has the healing benefit that Apostle Paul was always talking about, which is that when people are charged with their crimes in the church, they become chastised. The kind of chastisement that leads to godly sorrow, proper repentance. But if you're always hugging them up after their last infidelity, they become inured. To sin. It means hardened. It means that inside they have this cackle that you can't hear because they know that all they have to do is cry on a Facebook Live and then they will get away with it. So God will take it out of the hands of pastor, out of the hands of the people. It's going to go into the hands of the police, into the hands of the press. And then moving on to that final P, prosecution. You will go to trial and go to jail. All your dirt will be exposed. And then the church will finally be aired out of the sinners, recalcitrant, unrepentant sinners. And then all the group B sinners, which is those who clap for the group A sinners. God is going to bring harsh discipline into the church because as we are, we are not fit to stand in the Father's presence for end times judgment. Majority of people will be told, depart from me. I knew you not. And so God is going to take correction in hand. And so I covered that part of the prophecy. And the next part of the prophecy is concerning a very powerful figure in the United States government. I have brought this prophecy three times before. And this prophecy is concerning a high-ranking woman in government. I think she's the former Speaker of the House. Nancy Pelosi a powerful figure in the U.S. government will pass away. She will be removed. Her name is Nancy Pelosi. The Lord says, the end of wickedness is at hand. The end of all evil done in darkness with the evidence suppressed and then covered up. I will expose them all. I punish the wicked and by no means pardon the guilty. Nancy Pelosi will die she will be killed. And then the Lord went on further to talk about the wickedness of this woman. And the Lord has spoken of this before. The two prophecies where Nancy Pelosi's name appears in print on the Master's Voice Prophecy blog is the Sodomy Ritual, Part 2, 
So I discussed what this prophecy was about. It is a series. I still actually have, I think, one or two more parts to that series. Just very short observations that the Lord was making about how Hollywood works and things like that. But the Lord was moving me into dealing with the crimes against children. And so those two, those two little blurbs, perhaps I will just stick them at the end of something, or maybe I'll just join them together and make one video. But those things are still um, in my written archives. But what God was talking about is how nations are captured to the wicked. And he was saying that it's a special curiosity when it comes to the United States because America makes so much noise about being, you know, the land of the free and the home of the brave. And Americans hold certain things so dear, such as, you know, free speech, freedom of movement, things like that. And so when a nation truly believes that it is built and founded on the right to dialogue, which is, of course, not true, we have a top-grade communist censorship now working in the country, but when some people are still holding on to the delusion that there is free speech in the country, um, free operation of people's desires, we have the right to vote, it's free, and it's unmessed with elections and things like that, and the Lord says the irony of it is that the nation is actually captured to Satanists. So every time people hear this, they will think, oh no, I was going to listen to this channel, but now I didn't know that I had stumbled into the web of conspiracy, but the true conspiracy is how? You can live in the midst of continuing events that are signaling to you that the reality that you keep insisting is true is not, but is changing rapidly like quicksand under your feet. And yet you continue to insist that because you learned it in school in the 60s, or you learned it in school in the 80s, or you learned it in school in the 2000s, that it's true. It has to be true because it's in the books. The books are not keeping up with the reality. In fact, the books are steadfastly, continuously kept that way to keep the populace docile and fooled and believing in myths that don't actually match the operation of how power actually works in the United States. And so God says the entire country is captured to Satanists. It's captured to people who are serving Satan as a God. So just as seriously... As some of us Christians take worship and honor and the lordship of Jesus Christ, this is how seriously Satanists take Satan. Whatever we see Jesus as, they see Satan as that, as devoted as the most devoted are. Satanists are equally as devoted. There is no length that they will not go to to serve their God. In fact, our God prescribes us proscribes us from, from certain things. So he limits us from, for instance, fanaticism. God didn't tell us to go out there and blow ourselves up to prove that Jesus Christ is Lord. He told us, in fact, that it's through the foolishness of preaching that he will draw men to himself. It's the goodness of God that will draw men to himself. It's when he is lifted up, then he will draw all men to himself. But there's nothing that Satanists won't do. There's no humming they won't hum. There's no pentagram they won't draw. There's no baby they won't cook to invoke power. And so in this nation, God is making it very clear that the sleeping people at the bottom of the pyramid, already burdened by taxes and not enough to keep the home fires burning, have their eyes closed to a spiritual reality. Imagine, America has... A ton of atheists per capita, that is people who say 
There is no God. There is no Satan. There is no anything that is a deity or a spirit. And yet the people ruling you strongly believe in the apex predator deity of evil, Satan, Lucifer himself. They revere and honor him as a god. So they're up there and they're not atheists. They are Satanists. And then you're down here insisting that nothing exists while they're opening portal and beaming down all forms of Scotty to come and rule over us in the end times. And Nancy Pelosi was mentioned all the way back then in the sodomy ritual. So God gave me all these prophecies during a very difficult July, August, September period. Very tough time to be seeing the things that I was seeing. God mentioned that Nancy Pelosi is throat deep in the witchcraft crowd, and he said that she will be killed. And then in another prophecy that is called Changes Ahead. Now, that was October the 31st, 2022, and that was a live prayer call. So uh, there was a time that I would share the prayer calls that I was having, and this is just basically when I'm praying with other people, and we, we would never be praying in particular about blog stuff. This is just the amazingness of God. We'll be praying for the personal needs in the group. We'll be praying for things in general concerning the operation of this ministry so that God can always be lifted up, lifted up and God can always be front and center. And then the Lord will just break forth in the midst of that. And so many revelations, so many truths, so many things would just start coming out and coming out. And I would just keep speaking them and speaking them. And this would happen, and then I thought, let me record it. And so I recorded and shared quite a few um, concerning finance, concerning there's one especially gripping one, concerning basically what's going to happen in the end and end of times when AI breaks free of all its moorings and shows us who who it really is, which is just Satan. It's just Satan inside all these, let me do this for you. And uh, it was quite eye-opening. In the prayer calls, I think there's one concerning military might in the United States, uh, how a new form of warfare is coming. And I was talking about how I was seeing men in these mighty skins and things like that. Warfare is going to absolutely and totally change. And one of them, I think two of them, one of them was about finance and another one was about politics. And that one is called Changes Ahead. And that's where Nancy Pelosi was mentioned And what the Lord said in that prophecy, if you go to the blog, the location is www.the-masters-voice.com. If you go to the blog and look for the prophecy called Changes Ahead, unfortunately, it's not going to be there. But um, I think the video link is there, and you can always find the video link here on YouTube. And in the video link, you should go to the 30-minute mark. Changes ahead. I think there's a picture of Donald Trump on the video. The 30-minute mark is where God was saying that Nancy Pelosi will be killed. The Speaker of the House, Nancy Pelosi, will be killed. So she's not going to die of old age. That's something that he was saying. She will be killed, God says, removed, taken out. And that is because she is wicked and she is in witchcraft. And... um, the feeling that I had, the feeling that I had, because I did go back and watch that prophecy so I can, I can bring the same thing here so that there can be continuity. The feeling that I had at that time last year as I was on the prayer call was, um, it was just a short snippet that the Lord gave, but the feeling that I had what he was talking to me is of a sudden switching off. So I said, it is as if you're about to leave a house and you're checking and then you come to the last room and you just switch off the lights, like zip, zip, just a short, sharp uh, 
sudden thing and then darkness and that is how it's going to be for her so basically god is saying that she's not going to get old and die in bed surrounded by grandchildren because that kind of peaceful passing is for people who are not wicked and now to a very complicated dream that i had on november the 25th 2023 that is basically the dream that is the subject of this prophecy it is called China is ready. You're listening to the prophecy, China is ready. And this dream, I can tell you, when I woke up, the first thing that the devil tried to do is steal the dream from me. So I was, I had this dream, I woke up, and my mind was trying to go blank already. You know you're lying there in that state between sleep and wakefulness, and you're coming awake and everything. And that is usually when people who can remember their dreams, your, your, your brain is gathering all that information because if your brain is not able to actually hold on to what it is that you're seeing in the spirit realm, when you wake up, you will just know, I dreamt something, but I don't know what it is. And some people, they can have a few tendrils and a few threads but then very quickly it's gone and they can't remember. But I wake up and sometimes I wake up right into the conversation of the Lord. He's already explaining, okay, this was that and you saw this and that thing you saw that is actually that. But when I woke up, the enemy was trying to rob this dream from me. And then what happened was I saw a snippet of the dream. So I saw a snippet of the dream where I had entered a subterranean, a whole subterranean world underneath a a building. I had entered basically what I will call the cave. As I carry on with this dream, you will understand better. So I'd entered the cave. And when I entered the cave, I heard three men. I heard men talking and then they were coming toward me and I ducked behind a wall. The cave was separated into a split two tunnel kind of deal like this. And so they were coming to where the tunnel was and I ducked behind one wall, hoping desperately that they would definitely not choose that path. And Thanks to the Holy Spirit, they chose the other path. And once I saw that, the rest of the dream came flooding in. So let's begin and let's talk about this dream, because this dream is God showing as clear as anything that China is here in the United States, and they are not going to get any more here than this type of here. This is the kind of here that's here. It's, it's as here as here gets. And so I dreamt that I was invited out to an event. I don't know who invited me. I do not know even um, how the invite came to me. Let's just say that perhaps maybe I went down to the mailbox, got the mail, and there was this nice envelope in there. Um, you know, the kind that's all fancy big that you think, ooh, wedding. Well, it was not a wedding. It was an anonymous invitation to an event sent to me by who I don't know. Nice printed card in white and gold. And this is what it said. It said, this is a big event. Please attend and bring whoever you want with you. The entry fee has already been taken care of. And they're expecting you. No RSVP is necessary. Just bring company. Dinner and seating will be provided. Now, in real life, you send me an invitation like this. No name, no context. I'm not, I'm not coming. I am not going to show up. But in this dream, I was eager to attend this thing. And so I followed the instructions, got my sister and a friend to go with me. And we pull up to this place. And as we're driving up, the, the, the driveway alone is announcing and advertising money. So you're driving up and they've got these little, you know, these little sparkles up the driveway and the little mandatory circle thing that the cars are supposed to come in one way and go another way. And we came in and I was just shocked. 
at the sheer size and scale of this event. I mean, if, if, if this person was going for impressive, then they hit the nail on the head. And the first thought that I had, seeing all this largesse, seeing all this majestic driveway and the entry hall, and then we were immediately sent off to the left. So there was a path that was already kind of marked out, sort of a, not exactly a red carpet entry, but definitely very nice. And then the people ushering us. And so we were basically shepherded to go one way and we were going off to the left. And so there was one thought that I kept having as we came in, as we were greeted and as we were taken to our seating, I'm wandering around this place inside, and I'm, I keep thinking, who's paying for all this? Who on earth is doing this? Who's affording this? Who's running this scale of an event? Over and over, this thought keeps repeating itself because I'm looking at very nice flatware, silverware, covered chairs. Those are extra at an event. I'm looking at extravagant wall designs, you know. On the walls, I'm looking at wedding-style decor under this massive, 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 massive thing. It, I'll just call it a tent. I called it a tent, but this is actually a solid building. This is a solid building, but it had the, the feel, almost as if we were at a stadium, simply because of the size of the place, meaning that from my area, staring as far down as I want to go, chairs are there. Tables are there. Everything is there. And yet, I looking, I cannot see the end of this thing. And so I even left my seat to go and try and investigate. But, you know, I'm walking and I'm getting further and further and further away from my area. And I still haven't hit the end of this venue space. And so when I noticed that I was way too far from my seat, uh, I gave up trying to find out how big this venue was and um, to find out exactly how the event was being experienced at the very end of the room. I, I went back. And so there were servers in white jackets running around serving food. I mean, dashing around, taking drink orders, food orders. And everybody was, it was mostly young Chinese men, you know, young Chinese men that could um, communicate with us very well. No problem there. A full menu, unlimited drinks, live music, not stereo. So live people sitting there playing stuff. And, you know, it was just the works. But I still didn't know who all this show was for because the fact is the attendance was very poor. The place was not full. So you would see a table. Let's say it's, it's 10 per table. You would see a table with all 10 people seated. And then the very next table next to it would just be two, maybe the two friends that came and that's where their name was and they're seated. But then the other eight guests are not in attendance. And then another table has four and then another 10 and then a seven and then sometimes a one. So... It wasn't full attendance. There was more seating, more service, more food than there were guests. And I kept thinking this thought, kept coming to my mind, why are they doing all this for foreigners? That's what I felt in my heart. Why all this for foreigners? Yet I didn't see any foreigners, quote, fingers. In fact, the whole room was filled with Americans from every walk of life, every ethnicity, every background, people from different countries, Western countries especially, but also people from other countries were there. There were a few of them, but the number was mostly Americans. And the mass number of all of us could not explain how come this size of a hall had been booked, and yet 
so many empty seats unaccounted for. Now, I didn't eat anything. My curiosity is piqued. I want to know what's happening here. And so I said to my companions, forget this food. Let's go look around, okay? Let's be like Nancy Drew. Let's slip out for a while and investigate. And so they agreed, and we left this large hall to explore the building. Now, by this time, everybody who's coming has come. And so all the people who are managing the event hall, all the people who basically, when you walk in, they form this mandatory curve going left. They've all left to now move into the event to do their overseeing and and service and everything else there. So when you come out in the hall, there's not even security or a bouncer there. So now we step come off from the left, and instead of going back to the entryway, we head straight, which will be right. And as soon as we go a little way, a little way, please understand what I'm saying, a very little way, the entire building changes. There's no carpet. The floors are unfinished. It's just cement. Even the elevators are not working. On this side of the building, there's a nice silver elevator. But minutes, you come back out and just go straight, as if you're heading you know, to the right side. The elevators are just empty husks with this green tarp. There's green tarp in front of them, and then they've duct taped with black duct tape to let you know this is not a door. And then yellow caution tape across the side. The floors are unfinished. You see a couple of stairwells. The stairwells are unfinished. It's just basically raw cement with a slab put on top, cement, a slab on top, not polished, not finished, not covered, anything like that. Um, unpainted cement walls. So you look over there, it's painted, it's lavish, and then you look over here, and the walls don't even have whitewash on them. And this whole vibe on the other side was this eerie abandoned project feeling that was totally opposed to where the amazing dinner hall was. And I was thinking, again, whoever created this building sure put a lot of time into the parts that the foreigners would be seeing, but they didn't really bother with bringing the rest of the building up to scratch. Why would you build one magnificent section and then leave the rest of the place unfinished and barely functional like this? And so we're going deeper. I want to know what's going on. And we finally get to a small staircase, so narrow that seems to be heading into the base, the basement. And so we start going down, but after a while, not only does the staircase stay narrow, but then the roof begins to drop, and so it's kind of claustrophobic, and we have to hunch down to keep going, and at this point, one of my companions said, you know what, I don't want to be Nancy Drew anymore. My sister said, she doesn't want to be Nancy Nancy Drew anymore, and she's going to stop and wait for us to come back, and she said, you know, I have a bad feeling, and I, I had the same bad feeling. I totally agreed with the bad feeling, but I was also having this urge that was driving me forward. I wanted to know where we are and why it was like that. And so the friend also said that she didn't want to go any further, too. So I told the both of them, you know what, good idea. You guys wait here and I'll keep going. I continued forward and the path got lower and lower and soon I had to bend and then I was crawling to go forward. And just when I thought, I think this is too narrow and maybe I ought to stop, it opened up again and this is where I found myself in what I was calling the cave. So this was not so much a cave as those, I really won't call it catacombs, the kind of catacombs that you find in the old 007 movies where underneath they would have a whole operation going on under there, and nobody would know. So when I came out and I finally stood up, almost as soon as I stood up, I heard voices. I heard men's voices, and like I said, it was branching off into two, and so I chose the further one, and I hid behind the wall. 
And I also said that is a good thing as a Christian when you're going around that God is with you because when God is with you, he will protect you even from your own doing sometimes. He will protect you even from the stuff that you think is a great idea because it became very clear to me real quick that I should not have been in that cave. And so it was three Chinese men who were coming. It was three Chinese men, and they were just ordinarily dressed, and they were conversing in their language. And then they came and they passed by, and then I began to follow sounds that I was hearing in the direction that they came from before they got to the fork. And I was not prepared for what I saw. I found myself in a massive, as massive as it was above ground, just beneath it was an area as large but not quite as large as the one above ground because that one seemed to go on without limit. And that's because there's no limit to the amount of grass and stuff that you get up there. But I guess when you're digging under, under the ground, you will be limited eventually by rock because this was an existing cave that it had a lot of human help to modify it. So this was a pre-existing cave that had been helped into the modern world by a lot of human modifications. It was very large. It had an extremely high dome-shaped ceiling at the top, and then it tapered down at the two sides, exactly like the top of an American football. So not the international soccer ball that is round. The American football that looks almost like a chubby grain of rice like this and like this with pointy ends. What am I doing here? There we go. So like that, um, dome-shaped at the top, and then there was activity under this large roof from the very, very furthest edge all the way to the back end of the wall, and everybody in that place was Chinese. Everybody minus me in that underground cave was Chinese. And so at the very far end, the front end, there was something like an orchestra pit. And sitting in that orchestra pit were, for want of a better word, I will just call them the highest ranking, the elite, whoever they would be. Because the man speaking to them was Asian, but he wasn't dressed like them. He was dressed in these curious, shapeless clothes that they always show us future clothes would be like. It was, it, his outfit was very distinctive. It was gray and black, melded together in panel flaps. So you know the clothes that they always show us in the dystopian future where apparently everybody will be depressed and unhappy and not wearing colors. Uh, Those clothes always look misshapen, and they have this undeniable pajama look about them. So that's what it was. And I distinctly remember he was wearing a mandarin collar, but one half of the collar was gray. And then it overlapped like a leaf formation with the other half of the collar, which was black. And then one side of the panel was black tucked into or over the other side of his panel coat, which was gray. It had wide sleeves like the Zen masters use when they're doing Tai Chi or something like that. And then I guess just straight bottom pants. And this man was standing in front of a glass pulpit with a very thin microphone. And he was speaking in very low and soothing tones to all the upper class and wealthy people who were sitting. All, almost all of them were uniformly wearing black or navy blue suits. Male or female, they weren't wearing any other colors, nothing like uh, Yves Saint Laurent, white outfit, nothing like that. Everybody was dressed business class. 
um, which is actually not too uncommon for Asia. They were all in sober colors, male and female, and they were all looking up at the man, and he was speaking to them, something very important because they were all rapidly paying attention to him, but whatever he was saying, it was only for them to hear. So he wasn't speaking loud enough, even though he had a microphone, for his voice to carry towards the back for the rest of us to hear. So the smartly dressed people at the very front but then as I was trying to make out what was going on in this massive hall, because it had dimmer lights embedded into the rock ceiling that were currently on the low setting. And that was because many people had come into this area to rest. So there were a lot of Chinese people in that place who were napping. Most of them were back towards the back of the cave. They just found comfortable positions, and I didn't see cots. They were just sleeping on the floor. And they were napping, and um, across, scattered across, were various groups. Some of them were resting. Some of them were eating. But most of these groups were still standing, and they were standing very politely with their hands behind their back. You know, just when people are at the museum, they, they rest their hands in front, or they rest their hands at the small of their back, and they're looking. Most of them were in um, attentive positions, and they were receiving instructions from their group leaders. Every person in that place was Chinese, and they were either in repose or they were receiving instructions, they were getting instructions uh, from leaders. And so I could feel that this was only the first level of this place. That cave, that large um, atrium or whatever we will call it that I came into, I could feel through the soles of my feet that this thing went down multiple levels into the ground. And that is what was curious. You see, above ground, it was only about one, two, or three stories. So there was the floor that we were on, where the event was, it was definitely ground floor. And then from the stairs that I could see, and from how the building looked outside, it was maximum two or three stories. But as I'm standing there in that basement area, I can feel it going down subterranean Deep, like three, four, five, maybe even six levels, like going way down deeper basement-wise than it was structure-wise, visible to the eye. In every section that I could feel through the soles of my feet, because sometimes the Lord does that. In a dream, I'll be walking and I can feel that there are people being murdered under the ground. There are people being sacrificed in rituals under the ground. I feel that information through my feet in the dream. And so... Every level was full of large groups of Chinese people receiving briefings. And I do mean full. I saw every group dressed for different things. People from every walk of life. Cab drivers. Men in chef's attire. And then men who were simply wearing servers' uniforms. Waiters' uniforms. UPS. You know, mail delivery. Couriers. I saw construction workers. I saw men and women who were dressed in the same sharp business suits as the people over there, but they were not with those people. They were in various groups receiving briefings. I saw women in work aprons. I saw tech people. I saw uh, the ladies that do nails, the ladies, the nail techs. I saw them. I saw students with laptops and backpacks, and they were taking notes. Every conceivable job, from blue-collar to white-collar jobs, even people like bankers and investors were all there. Now, this place was poorly lit all through, so it was very easy for me to pluck up my nerve and just walk and blend because nobody could see that I don't match. Um, as I was just walking through and looking and seeing who's there, 
And then after a while, I stayed there watching them. I decided, you know what? It's safer for me and my family down here with them than upstairs with the foreigners. And by this time, I've now figured out that this word foreigners that keeps coming into my mind is actually what the Chinese people that I was looking at would be thinking about the people that they were hosting an event for upstairs. That is the term for Americans, the foreigners. And bear in mind, this event was not being held in China. It was being held in the United States. So you would think that the Chinese were the foreigners, but that's what they were thinking towards Americans. And so I went back to get my family away, my family and my friend, away from that weird ballroom that was not fully attended. And I went back and I told them, hey, follow me to the cave. Come with me. We are safer in here than up top where everyone is eating. I don't know why I said that, but that is what I said. And I took them away from there. So we went back down into that dimly lit cave, the first level where all the Chinese people were. And we laid down in one corner and we fell fast asleep, even with all that activity going on around us. Now, this dream really alarmed me when I woke up, when I finally managed to get it back, finally managed to get it back after the enemy was trying to steal it from me. I said, Lord, what is this? And he said, please listen. It is the coming of the Chinese into their own. China has the military might and capabilities to attack anybody. They are not getting ready, quote fingers, as some might think. It will not be X number of years, quote fingers, before China can do this or that. They are not preparing as America believes. The Lord said they are prepared. They are ready and waiting to attack any nation that attacks them, plans to attack them, plans to attack them, or stands in the way of their expansion goals. They have the same goals as Russia, to increase influence, to expand their borders, to control the means of production, and to take territory in the end times. There will be new colonization of the world led by these two powers, China and Russia. The people you saw are Chinese society embedded in America. They are the silent voices operating on China's behalf in the, in the West they are part of a multifaceted push into America that is decades old and already successful. They are part of the U.S. They're either born here, raised here, or worked here long enough to be a harmless face in the crowd. They are already here. And the underground catacombs represents the way that they operate unseen and unheard in America. Their activities are below the surface. They, carry or, they receive orders, and they carry them out without anybody knowing that they are not who they appear to be. Now, before I carry on with a very strange thing that I saw, uh, that, the Lord, that I was seeing a vision as the Lord was getting towards the end of what he was explaining, let's go over this that the Lord said. So I've explained the dream in detail so that you can know. I'm invited to an event. It's a big prepaid all are invited, everyone come and bring a friend event that is taking place and 
I carry family there and I go there and one side of the venue is so breathtaking. Seriously, if you had seen that place, you would have been just as much in awe because when money is ready to talk in this country, it sure does. So no expense was spared and the place was the place was doing what it meant to do. But because I was curious or probably because of the Lord pushing me to do and see more because this is a dream, I eventually discovered a subterranean level that had multiple levels beneath it. And aside from the Chinese people in the event who were serving us and the Chinese people who were playing the loud music and the Chinese people who were saying, right this way, ma'am, seating us and managing the event, there were no other Chinese people then. In fact, the bulk of the people were under the ground. They were not at this fancy event that they set up for the foreigners. They were under the ground working. They were receiving orders. They were dressed representative of their employment, where they come from, the work that they do. Some of them were probably coming off shift, so they had come to get their orders, but maybe it wasn't time for them to be debriefed. They would be debriefed maybe in three, four more hours, so they were catching some Zs. And then there were people in the front, the headship, so the leadership of whatever is happening, and they're being briefed by someone that I said looks Asian, could be Asian, but his clothing did not mark him as anyone from our society. And it shouldn't be new to you because this is the channel that will one minute preach about King David, which is something that you can relate to, and then the next minute tell you that the Nephilim are here and they are giving code, they are giving technology, they are giving directions to all the leaders of the world. They all take direction from these people. If you think that the policies in your country don't quite match up with what the people want, that's because creatures who are not human and therefore they are not touched by what is best for us, they tell the leaders what to do. And then those little minions go off and do it. And then we end up in a world that is the brainchild of something that is not of us not from among us daniel 2:43 and they shall think to mingle themselves with the son with the sons of men so us humans all of us we are the sons of men and then there's them that's the day that will think to mingle themselves they have ulterior motives they have agendas that they are determined to express and imprint upon the human population come what may and whoever fights back they fully intend, whether you like to hear it or not. It is best to hear the truth and then put your feelings to the side. Get the truth first and then you can go home and wrestle with your feelings afterwards. They fully intend to pluck up all dissenters like cockroaches, like a nuisance, and get rid of those people. And so if you don't intend to be plucked up like a cockroach, then it is best to know thy enemy. So the heads of the heads were there being briefed by another head who I said looked in person like them. He looked Asian, but his clothing belied him being like the people he was talking to. He was dressed like one of these others. And in this place, I said, multiple backgrounds, people who work in the five-star hotels, you know, the sous chef, and then the Michelin chef, and then the servers, and then the waiters, and then the Burger King, UPS, USPS, the ladies who paint your nail, you're always losing your temper with her. And then later on, when the sheets come off, 
She's a major general with China looking for you. Her regular customer who had no manners. The future will be very interesting. And one of the things that will be interesting for Christians is you will look at the fruit of your conduct in the end times and exactly the way it's working out for you, you built that. You built that outcome. So this is food for thought. Exactly what you find waiting for you in the future. You built that by your present conduct, brick by brick. The house that you build in the future, you're going to live in it. That's just for free. And so God is saying that this dream is representing a battle-ready, conquering-ready China. And this is something that you can find all over the Internet. I have been seeing this thing because I've been hearing about Russia and China from God, not from TV. If you listen to TV, China's never ready. TV's 99.2% American, even if it's playing in India. The major thought, the major influencing thoughts of the day is decidedly U.S.-based. And I'm not boasting. I'm just speaking facts. Maybe the older Indians and the older Finnish think like Finns and Indian. But then the younger generations, they're all mixed with Americanisms. The eagle is inside the chests and the rib bones of all the young generations, of all the nations. They are distressingly the same You could pluck an African, a Mexican, a Finn, and somebody from Paris, someone from Fiji, from the younger generation, and put them together, and they would vibe perfectly. Why? Because they all have the same inner core. And it's the red, white, and blue. That's just how it is. And so if you go by TV, China isn't ready. American language is emerging. Imagine. China's like a big black hawk over the world, just ready to swoop down and chop some heads off. But America will still describe China in terms of emerging, growing, faltering, slowing. And yet here is God showing a nation that shows you three stories on top and then 15 stories are submerged so that you can call yourself a China expert, but then you're only an expert on the visible 3%. That's the three stories. That's what you know. That's what I went to Beijing. I studied there. I know you don't know squats. It's a small tithe of Westerners who actually speak Mandarin or speak other Asian languages fluently enough so that they can't talk stuff about you or talk real stuff right in your face. They can't play in your face because you actually speak the language. Tiny tithe of any nationality that can speak that complicated language. So what you know, basically, same with Russia, is what they show us. That's all we know. And what God is showing here is that they're showing three stories, but then they've got a drop-down menu of 15 beneath the ground, and they are operating in very austere conditions, stripped conditions. What this dream is showing is a picture of a nation that's willing to go without in the short run because they're convinced of a long-run payoff at the expense of the foreigners. Are you listening? This is like someone who says, oh, no, I'll go with a 1985 Chevy because later when we take over the whole country, I know exactly where the house with the Maybach I want is. I don't mind driving the busted up car for now 
I know there's a payoff. What did the Lord say in one of the prophecies? I think I brought it here in September, and the name is completely gone for me now, but I will look for it and try to put it in the description box. If not today, soon. I said that I saw a vision of early morning, cold. Cold, early morning, there was a sudden announcement. Everybody come out of the homes. Everybody was like, what's going on? Everybody's in the early morning robe. You're there, you know, with your Chinese husband. You're there with your Chinese boyfriend. You're there with your Chinese wife. And and they're as confused as you. What's going on? What's that noise? He's like, I don't know. And you all come out on the street in your robes and your onesies. And then you find all these soldiers in the street. Chinese soldiers in the street, Russian soldiers in the street, and a command is given in that language that you can't speak. And I said that I heard, Grah! this is the, the crunch of many feet coming into sudden alignment. So honey is suddenly going to turn into General Zhao. Wing Commander Ming your wife of 15 years. And I said that they, I saw them answer back in unison. We are here. We are reporting for duty. We have persevered. I take the time to break these prophecies down. You ought to know. In fact, because it is punishment, God wants us to know. We have persevered means that it wasn't an easy ride. We were here. They made fun of our demeanor. They made fun of our accent as we played the part of an emigre. So we emigrated here. And then we, we were learning the English because that's part of being, you know, not from here. But they were mocking us and we weren't getting the high-level jobs. And we began to experience the discrimination and everything else that they are pseudo-famous for and... It was a tough journey playing the part of a dentist for 15 years. I actually had to come and learn the dentistry, but you know, it's okay. I was making U.S. dollars. I was sending it home to mom as we were waiting for this thing to kick off. We are here. We persevered. It was a long journey, but we have prevailed. And I said, in the twinkling of an eye, they assumed different identities right in front of people who had known them, loved them all their lives. And God is showing that the preparation for all that is taking place not in some actual, actual cave. He's saying that this is a representation of how they're operating here. Three stories above the ground, 15 stories below the ground. And the foreigners don't know. If you watch TV, it always says that China isn't ready. So you listen to these experts. You should go and listen to Bloomberg and some of them. It's, when you don't know, it's so engaging. But when you do know, it's hilarious. It's levity to listen to U.S. experts say, in the next 15 years, you think China is going to give you 15 years to point missiles at them. In the next 15 years, then, you know, maybe we can look at China perhaps having a hope or a thought of being able to. That's the language. It hedges. China's not ready. 
And the reason that hedging is there is because there's pride inside. How can China be ready? Didn't we just get stopped? Didn't we just stop trolling them in the movies 10, 15 years ago because it was so obviously racist that we had to stop? Didn't we just retire the rice paddy hats and the nodding and stop calling them China man? Just a few decades ago, didn't we just find our manners concerning China? How could those people that we know be ready to do anything? God says they have the military might and the capabilities to attack anybody. That includes their own buddy, Russia. Anybody. That definitely includes the United States and the army where the men wear heels to sympathize on feminist days and feminist holidays. China has the might and the capabilities to attack anyone. The Lord says that they're not getting ready, as some might think. They are ready. They say it will be an X number of years before China can be able to do this and China can be able to do that. But God says that only America believes that China is still preparing. God says God is speaking up and telling us raw facts. So I don't have a major in Chinese anything. But God is saying and I can speak confidently from what he has given me, that China is prepared. So if your uncle is a general in the U.S. Army and you're watching this channel and he doesn't listen to you, he might want to. They're ready and they're waiting to attack any nation that attacks them. He says they're ready and they're waiting to attack anyone who's even planning to attack them. So that definitely is America. That for sure, 100%, is America. He says they're ready and they're willing to attack anyone who stands in the way of their expansion goals. So China is going by railway and trailway to Africa to get all the minerals and to get everything. And can we build your schools and take all the diamonds in the mine? Can we just fix those roads? But what we're going to need is all the iron ore in the mountains. China's out there offering brand new deals to anyone with a pulse willing to sign on the dotted line. I spoke of all these things in the prophecy that is called the fairest of them all, where I said that I saw pipelines come out of China. Oh, it was a prophecy about the yellow dragon. The time of the yellow dragon, the gold dragon is here. And I was talking about pipelines coming out of China that were going all around the world and they were going and they were sucking onto and attaching to all the nations. And then I began to see minerals and I began to see something called iron rich dirt or mineral rich dirt flowing back to China, all kinds of resources flowing back to China. And then I said after a while the pumps reversed and I began to see resources coming out of China, mostly technology but also weapons. Also weapons coming out of China. New weaponry that God says matching this dream. That when the new weaponry is being shown, it could be being shown right now. I do not know. No Western country will be told about this. So NATO, the United States, they're not going to know about the Chinese weaponry. God says that, in fact, what China will give back to America is toys, goggles, games. I saw that they will bring out superior things like laptops and phones and tablets with beyond HD 4D capabilities. I said I saw that the things that will come out of that place will be like holograms in front of us. So America is a nation that likes entertainment, so China's going to sell us what we like. But then to all these black ops people, 
all these secret guerrilla warfare people. China's going to be moving logistical weaponry, whatever that is. You know, I'm not sure what a logistical weapon is. I don't know if it's a super soldier. I don't know if it's a tank. I don't know if it's a it's an actual weapon for the hands. But whatever logistical and tactical weapons are, China's going to be moving those things, and America's going to think that China's still building up the capability to do that when she can already do that. So China's going around, and the Lord says that she has expansion goals, and China will attack anyone for instance, who keeps saying that Taiwan is not hers? China will attack anyone who stands in the way of their expansion goals. So here God is telling us, China has the same expansion goals as Russia. China wants to increase its influence. That means that China really wants to be heard when it's talking at the UN. China would really like a situation where it's not America's voice and America's sole veto that gets to stop all the fun. China wants the chance to outvote America. Doesn't want that weighted voting thing anymore. Actually wants to be able to See something on the table that America wants and then be able to say no, probably just to see what that feels like, because only America really knows what that feels like for now. China wants to expand their borders. That means that they have territory-grabbing hearts, just like Russia is displaying right now in the Ukraine. And both these countries will be able to pick and choose what they want because they will be ally-ally, buddy-buddy in the end times, gobbling up territory together. Africa, be careful. I've told you before. There is a price to a road and a school. Not everybody is your friend just because they look like it. People can look like something on the inside, on the outside, and then their hearts are malice and darkness towards you. So they want to control the means of production, and they also want to take territory in the end times. And God says that we will see new colonization of the world by these two powers, China and Russia. And then God is saying that all those people that I saw the people who were on ships, the people taking naps, all of them is how Chinese society is embedded in the U.S. Silent voices that actually are repping Mother China, operating on China's behalf in the West, part of a multifaceted push into America that's decades old and already successful. So by the time you're finding out that they did this, as the young people said, as the young people say, they did that. By the time you're finding out through this prophecy now that this was a silent invasion, a piercing, a push to come in and bed down and blend in. And that is how they will take America from inside. These prophecies, this is from 2019 that I said the way that they will do it, Trojan horse, the people on the inside will open the doors for the outside. This is manning the borders. This is sending out very important codes. This is sending out very important locations. This is t saying this is where all the Marines are stationed. Suit, 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 suit. Take out all those outposts where the best of the best, they go to sleep at 0600 or they go to sleep at 0200 or whatever it's called. They've only got 20 men moving around at that time. Just take them out. Take out the best of the best. They're born here, raised here, or they worked here long enough to just be a harmless face in the, in the crowd. And the Lord says that watching that tiered system a little above, majority beneath, like an iceberg, that represents the way that the Chinese community that is in on this, I didn't say every Chinese person is in on this, so please do not go outside and start with people. 
People are on edge these days. And some innocent person may give you what you're looking for, and you'll just have to take it because you looked for it. Nobody is inciting violence here, because that's the problem with people. They hear prophecy, and then they want to start going off in their feelings. Like, what can your feeling do about the fact that God is saying that the nation is under judgment and that Revelation 18 is going to happen, that you are going to fall to your enemies because this is the punishment. If you act out now and have a tantrum, and then so what? Xi Jinping is going to go, somebody's mad in, in Washington, D.C., call it off. Really? Let's not do that. These are below-the-surface activities, people receiving orders and carrying them out with precision without anybody knowing that they are not who they appear to be. And so as God was talking, I saw something, and I have seen some things that, uh, being not of a military bent, I don't know if it's an analogy, I don't know if it's a real thing, I'm going to look for a picture and show it to you of what, I, what it looks like to me. And then if it's a real thing, the military people will know. But if not, then I guess not. As God was talking, I saw two smooth balls at the same time. So it was almost like a split screen. In one side of the screen, I saw a smoky steel gray ball on a table. Now, you know, I've spoken of this thing that people who work these high-powered jobs, they tend to buy this thing that is like a bar. So it's a smooth, smooth metal bar with two sides. And hanging on it are usually two or three metal sticks with round iron balls at the end of them. And then what you do is you pull one and you let it go, and then it will start hitting them, and they will start going, and because of momentum, they can keep going for a long time like that until you stop them. I don't know what that thing is called, but we all see it in the movies when the rich person is, you know, being a boss. So I saw one of those things, about two or three inches. It wasn't small. It was almost golf ball-sized. You could hold it in your hand. It would have heft. It would, it would be something. I saw one just sitting on a table, and it looked very harmless. And then I saw a room where a person was standing and he was talking to another person. And then it's like this ball rolled in on its own. So I didn't see anyone placing these balls. The first one was just on the table. And then the other one just kind of rolled in on it, its own. And it hit a man in the back of his shoe. And he turned around as if to say, huh, what's that? And he saw the iron ball and he reached down and he picked it up and he was holding it in his hand in one panel. In the other panel, someone walked into the room and saw it and thought, huh. What's that? And picked it up. And so I'm seeing two hands holding these metal balls. And then all of a sudden, the balls just went, they clicked, they shifted, and these horrific spikes shot out of these balls at all angles. And when I say shot, they didn't fly off like projectiles. They shot out of the metal thing so that it went from looking like a circle to looking like this. And when it did this suddenly and without warning, all those spikes went into those two hands that I was looking at. Just a moment, please. The best way I can describe those spikes, because of the lethal ability that I saw they had, was like a snowflake. If you've ever seen the enlarged image of a snowflake, then you know that the snowflake has a small core and then it has all these little arms sticking out, but the arms are not single and smooth. The thing I saw had jagged edges just like this. I hope you can see it. The spikes that came out of the center of the ball 
had jagged edges just like this. And I'm sure that you can see that if those edges go in through human flesh, if you try to grab that ball and rip it out, the majority of your hand is coming with that. It was a diabolical, destructive, very destructive weapon that I saw that looked absolutely harmless. Just a small steel ball. You look at it and you think, hmm, that almost looks like something you want to slip in your pocket. It almost looks like something you think I'll be tossing it up and down when I'm working out the problems in my life. Well, the minute that people picked that ball up and they just held it for a few seconds, it just made a little whirring sound. It just shifted and all those projectiles came out and embedded themselves. I mean, going through fingers, going in all directions through the palm. And the natural instinct is to grab the ball and pull it out. And there goes your hand. There goes all the tissue. There goes all the sinews. There goes um, um, the bone, the fingers. It's a very, very deadly and destructive thing um, that I saw. Just a moment, please. And so I saw that there is no, there was no way to extract that ball from the hand without professional help to cut the metal loose bit by bit. And if all else fails, you would have to cut the hands. And looking at the design of the ball, I saw that whoever made them intended to cause maximum hurt, maximum damage, and was clearly someone very intelligent and wicked. And so that is the dream that is at the core of this prophecy that is called China is Ready. You're listening to the prophecy, China is Ready, November 25th, 2023. After that, I woke up and I, like, I woke up and God was telling me all these things and I wrote down my dream. It's good to write the dream down. I wrote down the dream. I wrote down the interpretation the Lord gave me. I wrote down the vision that I saw of the exploding ball. And then I fell asleep again and I had a short dream. And this is the dream. I kept hearing a voice say, my wife, my wife, oh, my poor wife, my wife is dead. My wife died. Oh, my wife. It was a male voice that I was hearing, and that's all I could identify with it. I, could, I was just hearing a male voice in my dream, and I was following the voice, and then I came to where the voice was, and as I was getting closer, it wasn't a man at all. It was a little boy. He couldn't have been more than 10. He might have been even a little bit younger, eight, nine years old, maybe even seven maximum 10 and he was sitting on the ground and he was wearing a grown man's suit so he's wearing a grown man's suit and he was holding his head and he was grieving the suit was way too big for him because this was a man's outfit and this was a little boy and so somebody had rolled up the pants legs and rolled up the sleeves to try and make the outfit look like his but he was drowned in the clothes that he was wearing and the child did not notice his apparel nor did he care he was worn out weeping over something that he held in his life, in, in his lap, a large square that he was holding. And he was heartbroken. This child was heartbroken. And all he could say was, my wife, my wife, my wife is gone. And I said, young man, who is your wife? How can you have a wife? You're so young. Who is she? Can you show me? And then he looks up with this little tear streak face. And he hands me what he's holding in his lap, and it is a large framed photograph, a beautiful dance shot of him and a little girl of similar age to him. He was in a nice little tux, 
a navy blue tux, and he was proudly holding this little girl's hand. She wore a fancy red dress with lots of fluff on it, and the two of them looked so beautiful, but I was still confused. These were children. What had happened? And why would this young one say that his wife was dead? And I suddenly heard a woman's voice off camera. This was a boy's mom. She sounded so tired, and this is what the voice said. That's his special friend. He loved her. They went to the end of year kids dance together and they were due to start middle school together. She was kidnapped and we were hoping it would turn out well, but they recently found her not alive and now he can't handle it. They're kids. They should not have to deal with things like death, kidnapping and murder. Ever since they went to the dance, they've been inseparable. He calls her his wife because he wanted to marry her. Now he doesn't want to do anything. He just sits with the photograph and says his wife is dead. And so I'm standing there. This is a little white kid with a little black girl in a red dress. Two of them look so happy in that picture, but now that was the only memory and proof that they knew each other had a friendship. And I saw the boy's mother looking extremely defeated and tired, emotionally drained from trying to care for her son, who was himself emotionally drained and slipping away. The child was slipping away. He was inconsolable and he was having to face some bitter realities that even adults have a hard time dealing with. And then the dream ended. And that was the end of my sleep for the day. I decided to wake up, stay up. And when I woke up the second time, God told me the following. Parents of children, all ages, you know you can still grieve when they're 31, right? So please pay attention. The Lord says that child kidnapping, rape, pedophilia, murder, and what he called all-purpose crime against children is on the rise already, but that it will get to staggering levels. The Father says that we will see homicides increase, and more and more of the victims are going to be between the ages of 0 and 12. So we're going to see a skyrocketing shooting star increase in all-purpose crime. This means every type of crime. Putting out cigarettes on children is a crime. All forms of child abuse. Starving children. All the way to the top, sleeping with children, raping them, sodomizing them, trafficking them. He says more and more of the victims we're going to see are between the ages of zero. This is newborn, has not yet had a birthday from the day they were born up to that first birthday. That's age zero all the way up to age 12. He said they're going to be primary victims, and that's because they are weak and vulnerable. The Lord was telling me older children can run. They can hide. They can scream for help. And if all else fails, they can fight back. They have a greater chance of getting wounded, but surviving and small children do not. So small children will literally get in the truck with their father and follow him anywhere, even if he takes them and buries them in oil wells at his job. Small children can be locked in basins. They can be drowned in tubs. They're easily smothered. And you can simply go and drown them off the pier and then say, the boys were playing and I haven't seen them all afternoon. You can do anything to small children. Older children will at least give you a run for your money. They will leave a crime scene that will point to you even if they are not successful in defending themselves. 0 to 12 is the new mortality rate to watch out for as people, this includes their own parents, rape them, kidnap them, 
torture them, undress them for wicked purposes. This is anything from telling them, let's play a game. I'll give you a candy and then you take off your shirt. I'll give you a snicker bar and then you take off your pants. I'll give you $10 and then you take off your underwear. All the way to having porn stashes of small children, undressing children for wicked purposes. This includes sodomizing them. This includes live streaming them to old people who are watching via a private network link that you send them via email for $1,000 each, time expiry only. Murder them, traffic them, and drug them to do crimes on them such as sodomy, abusive photography, sexual intercourse, ETC. The Lord says that this age group will appear more and more in the news as victims due to the rise of wickedness in society. These are the things the Lord revealed to me November the 25th, 2023. All of it is relevant, and you can certainly see how wide-ranging are the topics. God talking about court indictments, God talking about big names going to jail, God talking about long-held secrets coming out. Some of them have already started to hit the press, as I described in yesterday's video. And more and more of them will come out, because it's time for people to go to jail now. R. Kelly is not the only person who can go to jail. Everybody can go to jail. There's space in the jail. And God is going to see to it that justice is served at last. Cold case crimes. Cold case crimes. There was a child murdered in 1984. They finally caught her killer, someone from the neighborhood. They finally caught her killer due to different types of DNA testing that they have now. Another one, a 12-year-old murdered in the 1990s. They finally caught her killer just this year. And when I see these things, I know that God's word is true. God says that the bodies under the ground are going to speak. And speak they will. You thought you buried somebody's baby in cement? They're going to build a mall where you buried her. And those men are going to drill and break up that little cement grave that you, that you thought you made. And you would have just dropped your cuff link, your business card, your wallet. God is just. They will find you, sir, because it's mostly the sirs. You will not take your gray head down to the grave in peace. These are King David's words, speaking to his son Solomon just before his, he died, telling his son all those who had wronged him in life and telling him, Solomon, do not let their gray heads go down to the grave in peace. And people say the Old Testament is not relevant. People just don't study. They don't read. They don't know the application of the scripture. Old Testament has some of the best prayers on earth. Your gray head will not go down to the grave in peace. Witnesses will testify. They will talk. They will expose you. One of the things that God said, and this proves Cassie's case, God said, that the feeling of injustice is going to press upon victims' hearts so much that they will literally feel like their heart has been taken out and replaced with a boiling hot coal. He said their hearts 
will be burning within them. Things that they thought, I went to therapy, I got over this. I have a badge. I have my forgiveness badge. I took therapy for this. I've been fine. I've, re- I've, I've married. My husband gives me joy. My wife gives me joy. Those, those things will wake up in people like dragons and begin to tear at them. If that is happening to you, God is behind it. Don't fight it. He is stirring up the voices under the ground. That is the prophecy. The way of the wicked is darkness and thorns. God said that there are going to be people who realize, wow, death is permanent. I'm not going to my deathbed with the secret. They're going to start calling, hi, Inspector Miller. Yes, this is me, Ma, down the street. Yes, I know. I'm old now. Yes, the cancer's still there. Anyway, I want to tell you something about me and Maddie. Yes, Maddie, my sister from 1960, I want to talk about it. He said that people's consciences will become burdened and they will confess. And shortly after I brought that prophecy, a woman in her 40s, she's either in her 40s or her 50s, went to the sheriff's office and gave them spot on detail about a well that her father who had passed on, had been killing drifter prostitutes, catching them, raping them, killing them, and then forcing his children, his two daughters, to help him hack those people up and throw their parts in the well. So they go to this well after the other sister denies and said, it's not true, I never did anything like that, because I guess she just wants to hold on to whatever farce of reality she had. This case came not even two weeks after I gave that prophecy. Massive bust. The man died. But the weight of guilt on his living daughter was too much. She confessed, my father is a serial killer. I helped him to chop up at least nine women and put them in that thing. And she was a child. They were children, 10, 11. I can't even imagine the trauma. But this is God. This is God. And this is from the book of Jeremiah. I think it's Jeremiah 8, where God says, that I will cause the bones of the prophets and the kings and the princes to be dug up. And what did I say when God gave me that scripture? I explained it very well and I said, you may die, but you will not rest in peace. Here on earth, your name, your legacy, your estate, your family, they will be dragged, 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 because your sins will come out. All the laudatory language, he was such a good man. We will find out that we need to revise that whole funeral speech. And the Lord even said that living family members are not going to be able to handle it. When the Nazi family history starts coming out, some people are going to decide that they no longer want to be on this earth. Because you know this generation, merciless is their first, middle, and last name when they get hold of information. So this is the prophecy. China is ready. Self-explanatory in the title. Nancy Pelosi will be killed. Witches do not get to rest in peace. Every time I put up that piece of information, for some reason, I always get community guidelines strike, TikTok strike, Facebook strike, and yet it's true. Strike all you like, but it is true. The word of the Lord will not fail. The wicked will not go down to the grave in peace. Arrest warrants, criminal trials, 
uncovering the justice of God. And don't forget, church, it includes us too. So as you're paying for blood, let them fall. Make sure that your husband is not trafficking children on the weekend. Make sure that your, your son is not an OnlyFans pimp. Because right after they break some big star's story, that'll be your 14-year-old running in the kitchen, blanched out, holding the Daily Bugle with your husband on the front page, exposed for being a deacon and a tranny. Be very sure that you sweep around the front yard first and plead the blood of Jesus. And then, yes, we can pray that the punishment should fit the crime. I am Celestial, and this is the Master's Voice. Thank you for being with me. God bless each and every one of you that comes to hear the prophetic word of the Lord delivered in context exactly as he has given it to me. God bless you and keep you. Thank you to all of you who support the channel. Please understand that there is absolutely no pressure on you, but I always give my thanks to those of you who support me. Thank you, and I pray for you that God will restore to you and return to you everything that is yours with more pressed down, shaken together, and running over. There is absolutely no compulsion. Please, nobody feel guilty. You are here to hear what God has to say so that the inner temperature of your heart can match and